0: Now broadcasting live via stream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagandboard.com presents the Bag Oh
1: my goodness, and that is crazy! Why are we friends with me? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm
0: glad I didn't get slapped. I'm glad I'm
1: your, your mom is here.
0: Uh, <laughs> You said your parents <laughs> don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, I really should I, I punch him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. <laughs>
0: Now we're yeah, in
1: I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bag Forecast episode number 108. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast in which I can't count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, which one we did last week? So I'm, I'm keeping that little whisper
1: in? Yeah, do it. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we normally break uh, the week down into three main topics the so first being the week of geek, bringing you the top geek stories for the past week. Then we look into the future and decide what books coming out January 11th that we want to read.
1: And then we always follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, we're doing our look forward. If you tuned in to episode 107? Yes. 107. You would have heard our look back to 2011. This time, um, we're living in the future now. It's 2012.
0: 2012!
1: So yeah. we're actually going to be looking Party. at um, the movies, comic books, video games, uh, Deathpool again. Mm-hmm. Um, I won death Pool Yes, everything, you did everything that we're looking forward to uh, it, over the coming year. I know last year went up
0: to eleven. This year we're sending it to twelve. <laughs> so that, I, it works. It worked last year so well. This year, <laughs> yeah, it's the end. <clears throat> you know what can you do? Other than you know sit back and drink.
1: That's something we do no matter what year it is, <laughs> or day, <laughs> or time. Basically, we Very just drink true. a lot. And this time, uh, we got something from uh, Victory. John says we did this before. I and think it, it was just a personal thing that we got it. it one time and drank
0: because it. Because I
1: I can't remember having this, but it's the Yakima uh, the Glory Ale. Um, it's a little bit lighter. It's mm-hmm. borderline IPA-ish. I don't know if it is or not, but it's got kind of like that yeah. citrusy, hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... From a
0: dark beer like this, you almost expect uh, the teriyaki yeah. effects mm-hmm. to happen, and it's also—it's a big boy. It's like eight point seven percent alcohol. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> from somebody that's been drinking all day. But it's—it's it's playoff time.
1: It's football. It's for how dark it is. It's very light. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that just like that teriyaki, like that syrupy heaviness to it. Uh, you get out of something this dark. Um, uh,
0: extremely drinkable. Yeah, it's yes. very crisp. You, you, I like You it. could drink these and not realize the alcohol count and get pretty wasted pretty fast. Yeah. If um, I had to label it, I would call it a black IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It's missing it, it, it a little bit of the maltiness,
1: but the color the is there.
0: But the color and the hops, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just there. about there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing this, and the name is coming from the Yakima Valley of Washington, where... Uh, mm. It's the American—it's the heartland of American hops, so his, the title is based off of.
0: I thought that's where we got our
1: apples, our Washington apples from. Maybe hops well, and apples. Washington's, Washington has the hot apples. Washington's the state of everything. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, I'm—I'm I'm actually enjoying this. I'm really yeah. enjoying this.
0: This is one of
1: the best uh,
0: dark IPAs. I- our ales that i've had this is yeah it doesn't have that teriyaki exactly like what john was saying it's not super strong on the hops it's a pleasant like hoppy flavor but it isn't either citrus for me or and it's not pine needles this is that middle of the road hop that i want yeah and this is like you know we, we have a beer and we go <clears> this is a perfect like winter beer this is a perfect all-around beer mm-hmm. um perfect i think for a cold january day like today uh this would be great on a summer. Yeah. With a hot dog and potato salad at a picnic.
1: This it's really good.
0: It is. Really yeah. Uh, I do enjoy most of Victory's things. I think Golden Monkey yeah. is just one of those ones that it's not I don't really care for. <laughs> but some of their other ones um are up there towards my favorite beers and this one up there as well.
1: Yeah. And um we actually got this from the Village Beer Merchant, which is just like a very small local beer store in downtown Buffalo. Hmm. Support the little guy. Uh, yeah. We went in there with friend of the show, Ed, while we were uh, waiting for a table for dinner, and they had a lot of really cool stuff there. Uh, two, we got two other beers from there that we're going to be trying too.
0: Whew. Which I am
1: looking forward to trying I that don't know one.
0: why you would start drinking before. If only to lead us into our viewer mail
1: that we have for
0: review. Oh, radio. viewer <laughs> mail time. Do we have viewer mail? We right got now? some viewer mail. Uh, <laughs> It, where, it, where was, is it it was put out there that we wanted people to cuz i've checked our twitter we, <laughs> we wanted people out there to draw to draw their favorite moments of 2011 mm-hmm. and um, we've we got a, a few in some of mm-hmm. them like people just wrote in like hey i liked when you know you guys started doing the the videos and, and that kind of stuff yeah all those videos there's, there's a, a bunch up there there is a bunch
1: I'm saying a vast majority. There are some there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, we got we got some that you, you know they're not the greatest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this one here, just um us sitting at the table with a microphone and the only color is is Paul Paul's red vomit. <laughs> wow. Uh, spewing all over the table. Chris looks a little shocked. I am, I'm, not,
1: I am not amused at all. <laughs> John just looks a little disappointed. <laughs> he also looks
0: very uh, oval. Yeah, I
2: am yeah.
1: I'm I think I'm very round. And if you're wondering what this looks like, feel free to jump up on our Facebook, because these pictures will be posted on there for you and all your friends, family, to comment and like it.
0: This one, I think somebody got confused.
1: This one, because someone got confused. This okay. one...
0: Um, they mixed Paul and
1: Godzilla.
0: I think <laughs> uh, it's just it's a it's pretty much a stick figure with a giant a giant hipster, and we know this because there's a news reporter that says who's puking. clearly <laughs> Asian because or he's squinting at the or, or, or is so upset about the
1: massacre that is happening and it says a uh, puking hipster destroys Tokyo. Huh? And he's on the news and uh, his microphone's the going and plugging into the tire of the car. It doesn't make
0: any sense. Well, and know. there's. It's a line
1: drawing. Maybe it there's, goes up into the There's music. There's a
0: building that's covered in puke and a man being puked on. And the wow. man being puked on is saying, oh no. <laughs> wow. It's, it's the it's mission a, point.
1: It's a surprisingly an empty street, though. There are no cars. Well,
0: everyone oh. ran away when they saw the puking hipster. Yeah, I, I'm checking our mail. You know, contact at And Did you guys delete the, the email? John, so John might there? have deleted oh, wow. those. You know I'm know. an idiot. Wow. Uh, and why would you print it out on line paper? From computer. <laughs> no, they sent them. No, these ones, these ones were sent. Oh, mad. Uh This one, I think their favorite moment was when Chris Chris talked about Frank Miller eating a bowl
1: of dicks. Because oh. that is Frank Miller, and he has he's double fisting dicks. And he's got a
0: bowl full of them. And they're different colors. And you can tell also that it's him because he's so mad. And there's an arrow pointing, and it says Frank Miller. Yeah. Oh, I like this because it's all done in cram. And what's crazy, it's like, this is, it was drawn <laughs> on someone's 401k. <laughs> wow. Who's John <laughs> Weatherwax? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That, that is nuts. All done in Cram. And I like the use of purple for one of the penises. Yeah.
1: Old yes. well, penises. Different strokes for different folks.
0: And then uh, another one we have... <laughs> this is a great one because... Uh, it's Paul puking a rainbow. Am I eating a leaky burrito? No, no, no. <laughs> I believe that's a can of Mike's Harder Food Punch. That's, oh. You can see it's dribbling. It's dribbling punch out of a little pool by your big orange shoes. Oh, those are shoes. I thought those were bunny slippers. They do look like bunny slippers. And I'm pretty sure that your rainbow puke makes happy flowers grow. Wow. Uh-huh. I am
1: like a Sonic the Hedgehog character. You learn something and new every day. I don't day. know what this is. <laughs> but there's a picture of, like, weird children. Is that someone's interpretation of the bag and board cast? It might be. We are a radio podcast. Um, they just may have never been on our Facebook to see what we actually look like, so maybe they think that's us. Yeah,
0: so, uh, or that it's like a
1: picture from Number of the Stars. It, I don't it's know. not
0: like they got, they got Paul's hoodie here. Yeah. It's it's a really nice rainbow. pretty good drawing of me. If I, I had to guess who that was, I would always guess me. Yeah, and definitely. I'm, I'm definitely not that egocentric <laughs> <laughs> to do that. Um, I like the happy flower. The, the flower is yeah.
1: so happy to be mm-hmm. birthed from Paul's vo- rainbow vomit. Rainbow vomit.
0: <laughs> I, I am happy to have rainbow vomit. I have said this many times.
1: And we have a... Oh,
0: come on. I have said this many times that if you feel like vomiting, always grab a handful of Skittles, because at least it makes the vomit look interesting. And and you can retaste the rainbow. Yes, exactly.
1: And we have one more. Oh, okay. Um, This one is... It's another crayon drawing. It's Paul holding hands with his vomit as they go through a lovely stroll through the park, and the sun is shining down on them and says, Oh, that Paul. And um, this was sent in by someone, um, Chris, They're are 29, and there's there's a little
0: tree and a squirrel up there. This is a really <laughs> nice drawing. This is a drawing that I might just bring into work. I think, <laughs> just I think you office. should, and have to tell everyone this story, Paul. <laughs> uh, also, I think it, this one, it's so great, it does belong on the refrigerator. Uh, I think this the, goes the,
1: on. The refrigerator in our studio. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it's not someone's kitchen. No,
0: I love the sun's monocle, too, by yes. the way. It is. He looks like he's about ready to grab out two scoops of raisins. He's
1: so just. Everyone's
0: happy. so happy. hmm yes. It's a it's a beautiful day. It yes. is. it's a wonderful day. I don't know what I'm wearing around my uh, uh, around my neck there.
1: It, it's your Sabres hoodie. Oh, my Sabres hoodie. I yeah. think
0: it's even got the either the gold gold, the gold yeah. lines or gold that's lines. just him basking in the sun.
1: Wow. I, I think those are the uh, the lines. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. I
0: can definitely get definitely see that now. Good call. Oh guys, uh, what can I say? I love your interaction. Uh, in fact, I have to send a shout out to a new person that left us a review on iTunes. What exactly? Ooh. It was Podcast Patty who, who left us a review on iTunes. A very nice one, a whole paragraph. Oh, of, Podcast Patty saying that we're we're fans of the stuff. We live it. Uh, none of the snark. I'm just summarizing because I don't have it memorized. But, Podcast Patty, thank you very much for the hey, iTunes review. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you. And if you want a personal shout-out on the podcast, you know what to do. Go over to iTunes. Leave us a review. I love them. And I will make sure I, I read each one. He does. And then he vaguely tells us about him. Hey, you guys can go hey, over to Hey, we vaguely iTunes. told him about this, too. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: you guys can go to iTunes and read the review yourselves. It's so over there. It's so over there. So, we can geek. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can Geek, um, there's some... You guys
1: had news, I didn't.
0: Uh, yeah, some of the news I have is, um, Star Trek Two, which is start, finally starting to really begin to roll and get into production, mm-hmm. has casted, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as the villain. I know it's been hinted around that, um, Khan is gonna be the villain. Now I know he's not of either Mexican or, uh, what the character's supposed to be, Indian, mm-hmm. Native American descent. Um, but you might know uh, Cumberbatch as um, Sherlock Holmes A lot of um, British movies Atonement So he was the Sherlock Holmes in the BBC one? Yes, in the BBC Yep. That That's has just started to play With Morgan Yep, with Morgan Freeman okay. And he's also uh, in another film With, Morgan, uh, with um, Martin. Martin Freeman yeah. um, Hobbit He is the voice of Smog and the
1: Necromancer Oh, cool so, actually, gonna have the Necromancer in it. No, that's kind of badass because that's just something that's talked about. Yeah, so I'm cannot remember. I read like The Hobbit back. I'm in, pretty like, sure, like he doesn't actually appear because Gandalf goes on his own. I think.
0: I, yeah, I was. Um, I, I I think the last time I really I read The Hobbit in the book, I was probably younger than nine and had it. Like, read to me at night by my father because we had this awesome <laughs> Hobbit picture book. And then when I was a teenager, I got um, The Hobbit in comic book form and read that. Which I got for Christmas. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've really read the book.
1: Yeah, I need to get through it again before December.
0: Yeah, I need to go there and back again. To
1: oh, we have taken Unexpected Journey.
0: Yes, yes. So I would I would actually like to see no shortcuts
1: this time. <laughs> Two mushrooms, no shortcuts. I Two would mushrooms. like
0: I would like to see um, uh, Cumberbatch as Ascon, more of a maybe uptight, ruthless, waspy Wait. version. He can't be waspy if he's native American. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think they would have him play him as native american oh. i think there would just be a new kind of take well, he has on to con. play a little at least latino i yeah. guess uh, this guy this guy is this guy he is, he is the farthest thing from yeah. from ethnic there is but he's Khan is ricardo Monteban. ricardo Montalban. ricardo Montalban. you have to have a ah captain kirk welcome to fantasy
1: island <laughs> exactly <laughs> Basically. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed the first one. I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, do you think they would go with Khan? Though, I mean, it's the thing that's been hinted around, and I know
0: Benicio del Toro was up to play the Khan part. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another um, Latino, uh, I think he was a Mexican actor, um, who was also up to play Khan. With those guys falling to the, you know, the roadside, and... wayside, wayside. Thank you. Um, you have, um, him actually, uh, Benedict actually said that he is the villain in this. <clears throat> so, who knows exactly where it's all gonna lie. Yeah, because with Star Trek, every movie basically has, like, a new, they just kind of create a villain. Yeah. Because, honestly, Star Trek is a franchise, you know, they're one episode runoffs, one and done kind of stories where there isn't that overarching villain other than, like, your Q or... The Borg, or you yeah. know, the Romulans was... are they're Cardassians. You know, yeah. you don't have one figurehead as a villain. So, I think that's one of the problems that Star Trek has when it goes to motion pictures is if you want to make it a long-running series and have that, you know, almost Ray Fines, uh, kind of Voldemort kind of presence, you won't. Get Shh, that you don't see his name,
1: Paul. Sorry.
0: But the, he who you won't get that he who shall not be named kind of presence like in Star Trek or even in Sherlock Holmes, the you know uh Moriarty Moriarty kind of thing like he's hinted at in the first one. But that's okay. Do we need Khan? I don't know. He's kinda of done. Like I I'd like to see something new. Yeah, I mean exactly. mm. but I don't want to see Resurrection where it's a clone of Kirk. the the bad
1: the bad uh, Picard. The bad Picard, yeah.
0: Or the other kind of crazy, stupid stuff they put sometimes do. Yeah, but this comes... is, I mean, this is J.J. Abrams, so mm-hmm. you know it's going to be, it's going to be, I, I, you expect it to be good. You know, yeah. you are. You, you you give him, you give him the benefit of the doubt and some yeah. credit. Just put some Klingons. Come on. Yeah. 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 That's all I mean. I mean, it could, I mean, it could be anything. Who knows? That's true. It good could be team. another um, ship's captain. And they're up against another, you know, another mm-hmm. Starfleet. Captain and ship. Okay. That, that sounds crazy, sir. Two Starfleet captains fighting each other? That's like two comic book companies rivaling for top spot <laughs> every single month. That is like saying, us being like last month saying, I don't know what how Marvel's mm-hmm. going to reclaim the top spot. And then the very next week, wow, <laughs> having to come back and be like, wow, Marvel has reclaimed Pathetic. the top spot. <laughs> and... Both uh, unit sales and market share. Uh,
1: I wish we could know. say we made that happen, but yeah, we, we didn't.
0: We didn't. We did not. We had nothing to do with it. But it's very slim margins. It's like uh, three quarters of a percent uh, on both. It's like it, they're basically sharing about thirty three percent. I bet
1: that's because we're buying the, the X Men books now, Paul. Definitely. That's that's what happened. <laughs>
0: well, it's so weird. I don't understand how they did it. Looking at Diamond's uh, press release. Uh, DC has eight of the top ten books, with and only two Marvel books hit the top ten. What was the so,
1: number one selling Marvel?
0: The number one Mar- Marvel book? Oh man. Uh, I'm I, sorry. I, I, thought I thought it was just if, something. If you look I, at I, normally would have this. If you look down. at our our favorite books of what the year, yeah, Marvel, which was surprising, We're all up there in the top. Yeah, and, because later, they've had a strong surge recently, yeah. <clears throat>
1: one, what's also cool is, like, going through it, like we just did the last two months of previews. And for Daredevil, which easily one of my favorite books of the year, it was always, like, in the solicitations, like, read the book everyone's talking about. And yeah. It's great.
0: And then with uh, Paulo. Apollo Rivera. Rivera coming back on art. Mm-hmm. Very excited. But also looking through that, I saw that Steve McNiven not coming back onto Captain America mm. dropped the book. Now, yeah. I moved over to Winter Soldier, so I still have that book mm-hmm. from Marvel. That and it's Brubaker still a book. But Captain America, what they were doing, like it wasn't what I wanted to be reading. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just filling space till you're ready, Paul. Uh, no! I, I, it's it. it's loading up, but I noticed that both of the DC, uh, the Marvel books that did hit the top ten were both three ninety nine books. Though it's not really fair so, because the dollar share, yeah. But both books, there were two books from DC that also were three ninety nine. With Justice, Justice League, League, yeah, was three ninety nine, and also Action Comics, I believe, was three ninety nine. So, um, I'm loading it now. Still uh, yeah. I just, yeah, so it must have been that they just released a lot more product that must have hit in that middle line where Marvel... Well, they're they're massive. massive. And uh, and we were just talking about it again, like how they almost got extra money from Chris.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm buying the Wolverine and the Mm X-Men book. And in the solicitations, there's Wolverine and the X-Men and Omega. And I almost ordered that because I just saw Wolverine and the X-Men. I was like, oh, cool. Right. But it's like a mini series. There are
0: the two, the two books. It was uh, the fifth book out of the top five, out of the top ten. Avengers Extinction number one, which was uh, three ninety nine, which was the top Marvel book. And then the second Marvel book was came in at number seven. It was Defenders number one. Oh wow! I'm surprised. Uh, three ninety nine. Thanks, John, for picking that as one of his picks. You did. I did, and so I won't be buying it any more ep- issues either. I
1: still have to read it. So, but, yeah. wow, I'm surprised it's not something like, you know, Uncanny X-Men or yes. Wolverine and the X-Men.
0: Some of the new, I mean, everything that went down with Spider-Man.
1: Yes, all the Spider-Man ones.
0: Also, um, <clears throat> December this year versus uh, is, again, up only about 3%, though. Uh, dollar amount, though. Unit market share is up almost 12%. So that's a good sign, you know, year over year. Uh,
1: but Or just that they're charging more for books now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, that's they are charging more for books now because three percent for units, and then uh, com- but from November to December we lost almost fifteen percent uh, on units, uh-huh. so it kind of did slow down. But you always kind of expect to slow down in December for comic yeah. books because you don't buy hey, I, comic books for friends. For I Christmas.
1: didn't. I didn't go to the comic book store at all during December because I was busy with work and yeah. it just didn't have a chance to. Um. The only other news item I had. Did you guys
2: remember what I said? Uh, what I had as a news item.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that yeah, the eligible English?
1: I didn't I understand those words.
0: English. Uh, John, and, John, and I, with my wife Kate, uh, we all got together and watched a little movie this past week called uh, from Disney called Tangled.
1: I was there too.
0: I wasn't there. Did I say Christopher? Who did yes, I say? You said me. Not. Oh, I was looking at John. I'm sorry. Christopher Roy and my wife and I, we all Chris got together. Chris doesn't want his last name mentioned on the podcast. No, that's... I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I have no
1: problems with it. Chris Roy, <laughs> motherfuckers. So, I didn't mean to swear at you, I'm sorry. Don't worry,
0: this is all getting edited out because I'm putting a clean break right here. So Chris, myself, and my wife got together uh, this past week and watched a little movie from Disney called Tangled. I love that movie. It was pretty good. Which
1: is why I keep watching it over and over and over again.
0: So, uh, they're going to have a little featurette at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, the 3D version. Wow. Coming out uh, in theaters, I guess, in the February. So, look forward to that. It's uh, basically their wedding where the chameleon guy, uh, Pascal, and Maximus, the horse, uh, lose Paul, you love
1: that horse. <laughs>
0: He acted so much like a dog. Was it Kate that liked the horse? Yes. Kate loved the horse because he was a dog, all kinds of purposes. I was more of a fan of Pascal. Pascal was good. good. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that movie. It's adorable. So it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a YouTube clip, like 44 seconds long, just kind of uh, introducing it. And um, I'm not sure how long the clip is going to be, but it looks like fun. But still not enough reason for me to get to go see
1: Beauty and the Beast. See what they've been doing with the... um little featurettes at the beginning with, like, the Toy Story ones, Mm -hmm. they've been about nine minutes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's enough to kind of be like, hey, cool cartoon, and it's kind of a cool little bonus. Honestly, this would make me want to go see Beauty and the Beast.
0: Really? Yeah. Nine minutes of entertainment for... I love
1: Tangled. That movie was, like, that was great. And I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast in probably, like, ten years, so... Whenever it came out on DVD originally, like, because I was with Jess number 1, and she wanted it. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: Because yeah. I probably haven't seen it since, like, it came out on VHS right when it came out.
1: It's going to be in 3D now, or is it just a uh, No,
0: it's just... Uh, oh, Beauty and the Beast is yeah. going to be in 3D. Okay. And I think that's crazy. Well, uh, the Lion
1: King one did really well. It did really well.
0: But it's Beauty and the Beast, which I think was one of the worst did the one of the it was one of the worst ones in theaters because it was so towards the girl audience and I don't think many boys went to well, really wanted to go see
1: Beauty and the Beast. I, I liked Belle. She brunette she read, she was nerdy. I don't know. Not
0: as hot as Jasmine.
1: But, not as hot as Jasmine, but the other Jasmine, other thing Jasmine, is, is, She is, was accessible. Even <laughs> even
0: even at the time when this movie this movie is more, it's more to those people getting back into Disney movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, The Lion yeah. King, probably a lot of parents took their kids, but people who were a fan of that movie, who saw it as a little kid, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't see it in the theater, and now it's, they're, go- they're going, I can go see it in, in the theater, I would have just another reason, okay, it's in 3D. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not taking somebody for the first time, it's not a movie that you're just going to see for the first time. It's a movie you're going because you're a fan of it, and you're taking your kids to go see it for the first time.
1: Honestly, one of the very first movies I ever remember seeing was Snow White in the theaters, and that's when Disney re-released it. I remember being really afraid of, like, The Witch, but, <clears throat> I don't know, it's something that... You know I wouldn't mind going to see this again, because this could be someone's first chance to see it, or, you know... Little kids, they could go see it, you know, on the big screen because they've never seen it in the theater.
0: There's just not enough, and this is something we're probably going to talk about later on with some of the rele- releases, Star Wars uh, yeah. coming out in 2012, uh, where I don't think that 3D is enough of a draw to get people to go, <clears> especially <throat> me, to go see it. Um, and just looking back real quick, 2011 <clears throat> was actually a down year for ticket sales and also market. You know, well, a market a at the theaters. Just junk. You know, Harry huh? Potter and Deathly Hall is the biggest sales numbers of the, of you know, in their record books, and yet still a down year for movies overall.
1: I, I really think 2011 was one of the years that I went to the movies the least, though.
0: I think so, too. Yeah, I this, this summer, um, basically, it was just the comic book movies that I went to go see. And those didn't have much appeal to have people go back and see them more than once. No, I saw. I don't think I saw, um, like I, I think I like saw any of them twice. No. I think, you know what I saw? Green Hornet I saw twice. Because it's all with you guys, and then my dad wanted to go see it, so I went with him on, on the weekend.
1: Man, hmm. hmm. yeah, not, not a lot of draw. No. Not a lot of draw. What's drawing
0: you guys into the comic books? the uh, comic book stories this week January 11th January 11th that's right it's time for the list
1: dedans- <two> <Right>. <karma> very funny. nice interstitial music well I'm looking forward to a book it's actually a, a uh, collected edition I have a trade paperback coming out from Vertigo it's the unwritten volume 5 on Genesis. Um, main character Tommy Taylor Thomas Taylor Tom Taylor whatever you want to call him mm-hmm. His dad's uh, possessions are being auctioned off, and Tom's going to uh, go buy his old comic book collection and find out if there's any clues and stuff hidden inside of that from his dad. So, I'm looking forward to that. Peter uh, Gross, this book, it's a lot of fun. I still haven't read Volume 4. It's been sitting on my stack of stuff to read.
0: I thought it was Mike Carrot. Did he say Peter Gross? Peter yeah.
1: Gross is on her. Oh. Wait, no.
0: Peter Gross, isn't he an NPR fan? Yeah. Mike um, Carey is the writer who's yeah, been writer yeah. Peter Gross
1: Peter Gross Peter Gross T- Paul F. Tompkins Paul F. Tompkins Tompkins <laughs> no Inside jokes. jokes Inside Jokes about people drinking
0: um, yep. Unwritten is Fabulous Series and, because we would uh, never I, make I, inside I jokes about people drinking on no. this podcast. <laughs> or make drawings of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which you
1: will be able to see on Facebook. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Jan, to step over what you were saying. Go ahead. Um, Unwritten is great. I think I've been waiting for you to finish reading four so I
1: can read it. Um, Sorry, but, I just haven't had a chance.
0: But yeah, such a great series. Um, something else that I love. Um, it's the... uh McNeil- blah, blah, blah. Mike Mignola's kind of universe of um, uh, BPRD, Hellboy, and Lobster Johnson. And we have a little mini-series coming out of that with Lobster Johnson and the Burning Hand, where it's Lobster Johnson um, kind of taking on a secret organization with some other um, kind of out-there friends of his. Mm-hmm. And uh, just looking forward to it. Cool. Mike Maniola writing uh, another writer and Mike Maniola doing some of the artwork in it as oh, well. Oh, good, nice. Because he's been kind
1: of not doing much of the art on it's, these kind of yeah. Been those. like Alan Davis kind of handling it up for a while now.
0: Yeah, and um, <coughs> I think he's um, he usually does like covers and stuff. Which I mean, he's doing he's he's writing a lot. Yeah. yeah. So all right, do some mm-hmm. covers so you know, and it's always based off of his artwork. Yeah. So just yeah. break down. So yeah. You can't always be. Uh, can't be it hasn't been bad art
1: at all, though.
0: You no, know, they've they've the gotten good getting, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm so, uh, guy
1: guy Davis. Guy Davis.
0: Mm-hmm. I loved. I love I've been a fan of his artwork since Nevermen, yeah. from Dark Horse. So he's a perfect. He's a perfect. i uh, one of the perfect artists for the Hellboy kind of universe. Mm-hmm. Paul, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a you know uh, what is it? A ashamed. Uh, what, what do you call it? Guilty that? pleasure. A guilty pleasure. And that is uh, a character that came out back when I was a kid, uh, a clone of a, of a popular character, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be Ben Riley. We don't know anything about this character, uh, but a forty pages of Scarlet Spider number one is supposed to clear that all up, <laughs> and I'm in. Uh, I really? love the Scarlet Spider. There's something about him that, like, all blue, like, the sweater vest you thing in like. that just ripped t shirt, muscle t shirt. Like, it was a hoodie. It was a ripped hoodie. A ripped hoodie that looked like he bought it at, like, a kiosk at the uh, mall because He it was... was getting into a fight in mm-hmm. a, I think it was in a subway, and mm-hmm. that was there, and he grabbed it and threw it over his red suit because it had a spider on the front of it. Hmm. I know this because I have the comic book. See, it's such a stupid kind of fun kind of thing. Uh, I love the spider stingers. I love the guy's powers more so than anything else and kind of the look. The look was great. I've, yeah. I've been a fan of the Scarlet Spider in any Spider-Man game that has spider, mm-hmm. Scarlet Spider as a costume, costume. to use. I've mm-hmm. always put it on and used it because I've always, for some reason, just loved it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it. I don't know, but I
0: definitely agree. It does definitely look like he could have got he could get that uh, sweatshirt like airbrushed at one of those mall kiosks Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just. But this isn't the same costume. I know. They, they, like I don't know what the costume In... is. It's coming out of Spider Island. Something that I admittedly did not read because, honestly, Dan Slott, Spider Man, has not been a draw for me. In fact, Spider-Man, after one more day, I stopped reading. Yes, yeah. I am that one guy that is left. That likes Spider-Man that has dropped it since one more day. No, that, I'm, I, sorry. I'm
1: that guy too, so there's two of us on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I haven't picked up any Spider-Man since then either.
0: Yeah, but you didn't pick him up after Totem.
1: No, I like Totem. It was, um, what was it called? I can't remember the name of the crossover that they did between the three Spider-Man books at the time.
0: Hmm. Which was the other one? Oh, the other, yeah. It was yeah. the other. And this is, I mean, this is kind of another. I think they tested the waters with this mm-hmm. in 2011 when they brought Craven the Hunter back mm-hmm. and killed off Kane. They brought Kane back and killed him off. So that cl- cl- clone saga yeah. coming back into Spider Man mythos. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. It's going to be 40 pages. It'll probably be expensive. I hope it's not on, over 3.99. But Marvel does have a tendency to overcharge on these kind of books that I look forward to, like one more, one more, or what is it, Marvel Point One? Yeah, <laughs> the actual issue. Uh, but then they've been pretty good on the value, like Marvel or uh, Fantastic Four Six Hundred. So it's been up in the air. So hopefully they don't overcharge on this one. And hopefully, it's a good read and gets me back into the Spider-Man world because I've seriously been out. I've enjoyed what Spider reading Spider-Man in you know FF, but yeah. that's been it. Well, yeah, and you know what I was hoping wasn't it. I kept looking for the great moments Sorry. to draw in this neck you know, segue into this next beer. And you kept setting them up for me, and I was like, ah, I can do this. And then oh. you just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kept on looking at you while I was talking. To I thought, and, and every time I was ready to pounce, and then you just kept you going. Didn't you give me any single thought you got to like, talk with your eyes, John. You get lost in these eyes. I'm See, okay. you just did it. Yeah. Um, but we have our, our next beer coming out of New Zealand, and Chris and I are huge fans of rye beers, um, and that's a beer... Made with rye. Um, we haven't... I think we've only we've only reviewed a couple on the podcast yeah, over yeah. the last couple of years, only because it's so hard to come by. And we actually have two of them. Um, the first is going to be the Golden Rye Ale um, from... Kaime? Kaime? Ki- Kaime, um, yeah. Kaime. Um, it is a New Zealand brewery. Out of... Um, it's. They were established in 2009. Um, it's bottled condition, so it should... It should make the trip over here, mm-hmm. um, but you, I don't really get any rye. I don't get the rye.
1: It, there's a sweetness to it. There's such a sweetness. I, sweetness. I, I really like it, um, but yeah, I don't get the rye. And I the was hoping head, for that. Like, really, you're not? Let me go again. I've only had like two sips of it. First, like, it tastes first like dry hit, bread. On first the back
0: hit, head. I almost get like a an antiseptic yeah. kind hit.
1: Hmm. I, I get a little bit like lingering on the back of the tongue yeah. there. I
0: get it the rye
1: really on There's the back. There's something about this, like, I don't know what it is, but it just reminds me of, like, dried fruit. Yes. Yeah. It's like dried like, it's like a, like a Yeah, like an apricot, like a trail mix kind of. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's got that fruity kind of on the nose, too. And that's what I really, like, I took a sip of this and just smiled because it's, I'm like, this is so fruity and so different and sweet. And it's just...
1: It's not what I expected, but it's really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I, it's a sorbet. Yeah. Like, the, the quarter of a pint glass that I have mm-hmm. is enough I don't need mm-hmm. to ever have this beer again. Wow! See, I, I'd have um, it, but I don't need a full yeah full bottle of it. At yeah, I mean, almost six dollars for just a regular eleven point two fluid it's ounces.
1: Imported from New Zealand. It's, it's yes. Imported
0: from New Zealand, and the the place where we got it, they they're they're about a dollar up on yeah. what other places are charging. Which I mean, it's not a big mm-hmm. it's not a big place. It's a it's a very small a very small store on the strip. And, um, I didn't mind paying that, and like Chris said, like, our local, local places like that, I don't mind spending that extra
1: dollar, because you know,
0: it's going to them to bring in beers, because they have a great selection.
1: And this isn't something you're going to find just, like, walking into a normal beer store. Yeah,
0: you're not going to find this at your grocery store, and, and some places, like the, one of the big places to buy beer out here is consumers. And you'd be hard-pressed, I think, to find something from, from New Zealand. This is, uh, at least now when people from New Zealand and, uh australia are complaining about how much video games cost them i have something to say well guess what your beer is outrageously priced here
1: can it kiwis i say
0: hey you guys can eat lamb super cheap it's expensive (laughs) over here that's that's also true hey did you guys uh i should have probably mentioned it in the weekend geek but uh they're really rebuilding hobbiton again Mm -hmm.
1: And instead of that.
0: using polystyrene this time and breaking it down, since the guy that actually owns that ranch, like, it's apparently a ranch, uh, ever since they had Lord of the Rings shop there, he's been doing Hobbiton tours, and people have been kind of like, yeah, but it's not Hobbiton anymore. A Hobbiton anymore. This time they're brick building it with actual brick and mortar, wood planks, and they're going to keep it.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be up there like constantly. So you can go to New Zealand and see Hobbiton, like
0: that's awesome. Which is I now would... on my bucket list. Yeah, it is. It's like visiting Hobbiton, <laughs> going <laughs> to bag ends. This, that's something like you're like like oh honeymoon. No, we should go to New Zealand. It's awesome there. <laughs> <laughs> this area is specific- one great <laughs> year. <laughs> Uh, I think, Sheep like, Cheap lamb. <laughs> oh, my lamb. god, Lamb every night, guys. What, lamb every night. What did you, why did I get married? Uh, to go to New Zealand for lamb dinner every night. <laughs> and Hobbiton with a
1: rye beer and Hobbiton. We're gonna be, it'd be, like, walking down the streets of Hobbiton with, like, a beer in one hand, like, a lamb <laughs> shank in the other, just, like, <laughs> mowing down. Like, I love this place. Almost
0: like a kid, like, skipping. Instead of having a balloon, you have that and the lamb shank. Yeah. What's the back ends? Uh, that'd be awesome. I would, like... I would del- only totally go there. It's bucket list now. It yeah. is there. It yeah. is something that I need to do before I die. Um,
1: which... It's a, New Zealand's always been on my list of places to go, and then wow. Lord of the Rings even made it like, holy shit, now I really need to go there.
0: Never needed to go there until now. <laughs> no, that
1: was what wanted to I always thought it looked too cruel. Cool. I don't know.
0: Tasmania, maybe. Nah, I can pass on Tasmania. there's something yeah. there. Was even Tasmanian devils, which yeah, they just call devils there. Apparently. they're not as cool. That's not true. They least. don't really turn. They don't really spin really fast. They yeah, do they're just like
1: icons. mean little dogs. Yeah. <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah. Well, you've, now you totally this <laughs> made me disillusioned about Tasmania. I'm sorry. I'm no longer looking forward to going to Tasmania in 2012. That's, that's... Now I'm going to have to look to. For completely other things to talk about in our next segment.
1: I was going to go just there. Well, what are you looking forward to in 2012, Paul?
0: Man, main topic time. Where, where are we going to start, guys? We got game, movies, video games, we got our comic books, we got predictions, we got death pools of both kinds now character yeah. and actual living. We, we, have, we have
1: both kinds, country and western. <laughs> yes. Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm
0: um why don't we start with video game because why don't we do video game comic books because we have with the death pools and everything yeah we can tie all that stuff into the movies towards the end i said video games video games first but why don't we do comic books because that's obviously what you want to do no 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 we're a comic book podcast comic books last right because we got most comic book stuff like our predictions our character death and, but do you want to do movies last? This is all here. This is how the why sausage is Why don't we do video games? <laughs> why don't we do? Why do we do video games? Okay. Movies, celebrity death picks, comic book death picks, and then get into the comic book business. Okay. 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 I like it. And I mentioned it last week. Video game. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to, Borderlands Two. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. I, I still play the first game. I would probably, I have the day off tomorrow, and I'm probably playing some video games. So when I'm a little sick of Skyrim, I'm going to throw in my Borderlands. Uh, I love this game. I love the humor about it. And, you know, it's, they've been working, obviously working on, you know, the second one. And they they still were putting out, um, was it 2011 or 2010 they put out the last um, Um. DLC? Two thousand. I, 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 I think it was two thousand I want to say it was eleven. It like, was eleven because we were living together, Chris. Remember? Yes, and that's when uh <laughs> came out. Because yeah. it came out uh, the Game of the Year edition
1: out. right when they actually released the DLC. Yeah,
0: because mm-hmm. you I, you picked it up when we were roommates. Yes. I have to say Borderlands, thank you for all the Mad Moxie uh cosplay. Mad Moxie is pretty
1: awesome. Mad is fun. Mm-hmm. My favorite character in that uh, I guess world, I should say.
0: Yeah. Um, I, didn't like, I didn't like the the, the general. Yeah. <laughs> From. It's uh, uh, that kid. General Knox, uh, general
1: Knox Armory. Oh, he's, was, oh I, yeah. His... I forgot about him. He's pretty fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. And that's the cool thing about this it's a first person shooter, but there's characters in it.
0: Yeah, and remember back in 2009 when we were looking <laughs> forward to 2010 video games that I had to convince John that he would really like this game? <laughs> like, on our bracket that we did for that year because we knew nothing about those video games coming out. Yeah. I'm like, hey, well, I, let's just bracket it. I heard I a heard so little
1: bit about it, but
0: you're so, doughy-eyed. You're so wet behind the ears. You can probably find that on Ustream <laughs> of me trying probably. to move the camera to show you the bracket that I drew <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, yeah, Our first I, bracket, guys. You always remember your first. You Always remember <laughs> it. And I'm I, I I can't wait for this game to come out. There's not many games that I know that are coming out that I'm over the you moon about. Over the moon out, But I'm gonna throw my dollars down and make sure that I get it day it comes out. There's a the, lot the of the night stuff. before it comes out.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out in 2012 that I want to play. Not a lot of stuff that's like, man, I have to buy this, stuff. right? Like, we had a ton of huge releases back in 2011. I mean, yeah, it seemed like every week there was something coming out. It was like, man, I really want that. Really big, good games. We had like triple A titles coming out. 2012
2: doesn't look that good. No,
1: 2012, there is some, there is some good stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, um, game that actually I'm really looking forward to is Darksiders 2. Um, it's probably going to come out late this year, but mm-hmm. man. I cannot wait for this one. I love the first one. Um, <laughs> everything about it, just like... Art, the, hard and written,
0: <laughs> but done by a comic book guy.
1: Joe Meduera, who has wanted to be a video game guy for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. He actually went and started his own video game studio that kind of folded in on itself. But I was kind of there following them and like looking at all their uh, concept artwork for everything that they were coming out with. And I'm so glad he's finally found a company to uh, latch on with, with Vigil games because Darksiders, so much fun. M-rated Zelda, crossed with World of Warcraft. That's the only way I can like pitch that game to people.
0: Maybe a little bit of... Uh, what's, what's that action game that's on God of War? God of War, yeah.
1: yeah. Are um, you just
0: hoping that they fix the button configuration? You know,
1: if they streamline the controls a little bit, i love it but you know what I'm I'm still gonna pick it up day one I'm still gonna just sit there and devour it even mm-hmm. with the first one I got frustrated with it but never to the point where I was like I'm done with this game I, I just kept sitting there until I got it right um first one of the story of one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse war this one continuing um going c- running concurrently with the first game but you're seeing everything mm-hmm. from the point of view of death huh um
0: that's actually really interesting.
1: Which, I actually really like the tagline for this game and the latest trailer that they came out with, because it's, um, what started with war ends with death. <laughs> and I just think that's so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of, it tickled my word boner. That is pretty classy. But I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Um, there, honestly, <laughs> if anybody's looked at my gamer score, of Pw, <laughs> if you want to be friends, on the, uh, Xbox Live you can always send me a message, uh, willing to hang out and play. Uh, you see that I have basically played one game over and over again, and that was Mass Effect.
1: You have played a disgusting amount of Mass Effect.
0: And I've played a disgusting, well, a, a marginally disgusting amount of Mass Effect 2. And since Mass Effect 3 is coming out, hopefully in March, I, have started, I, I did sit down and finally play the iPhone game. Mass Effect Galaxies.
1: There's an iPhone game too.
0: Yeah, I, I did I, not know I, about that. Yeah, it, uh, you follow Jacob, which is and Miranda on their first mission together, um, Mass Effect Gal- Galaxy, and basically you know does their little pre-story before Mass Effect Two, but Mass Effect Three is of course the game I'm looking forward to most. Uh, this is Shepard going to trial on Earth when the Reapers finally decide to attack. And it's him and him and his group trying to get out, get, escape Earth as it's uh, falling to the the uh, external threat. these reapers, and uh, then trying to to amass an army to go back and uh, take the fight to them. So, uh, if you haven't, if you're following this game at all or enjoyed this, been a fan of this game, uh, make sure you play the Arrival DLC. Before picking up Mass Effect Three, because that's where the S hits the F. That's like less that you kind of want that. Why do you
1: abbreviate the word fan?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yes, it's the F. Oh, I'm just,
1: As it's F. Yeah, I just thought that was odd. Okay. Yeah,
0: you're right. Uh, I never thought about it, but I always do. <laughs> yes, it's the
1: F. It's, kind of, it's fun, though. Because I, I,
0: like... who said I was in it saying fan?
1: Okay. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but what Evs?
0: Yeah. Um, um. I, I'm excited to see how all my decisions have played out from the first one up to the third one because apparently, you know, they say it's going to all matter. And if you're a PS3 owner and you're like, oh, but I didn't get to play the first one, you get that whole like DLC kind of thing where you you get to make all the major decisions from the first game. Anyway, it's uh, Revelations, I think it's called.
1: But, like, you know what? Both the first one and the second one are on my list of games that I really want to play and I desperately want to mm-hmm. because I have really nothing coming out this year that I'm buying. So after the end of January, I have nothing until later on in the year. So it's mm-hmm. like... It's supposed to come out in March, so it's like, man, I have enough time to play one and two.
0: I'll I'll let you borrow one.
1: I I might, but Paul, I'm afraid you're actually going to be playing those again before (laughs) Mass Effect 3 comes out.
0: I'll probably play through two again, one more time before three comes out, but uh, I'll let you borrow one, like today, and let you play it. Because Uh, uh, I I do want to... Get through Skyrim, uh, before I still need to finish that's Skyrim. My, that's my new goal: is to finish Skyrim before Mass Effect Three comes out.
1: Like I'm, I'm using this as like the period to play all the games that I've wanted to play oh. and just haven't had a chance to. So I'm actually playing Bulletstorm right now.
0: Oh, version by Richter
1: It's actually it's pretty fun. Like I'm not a Gears of War fan, but mm-hmm. the, not to completely set tracks, but I'm actually enjoying it. Like I put an hour into it last night and loved it.
0: Mm. Let me borrow that when you're done, because yeah. I'd like to try it out. Because it
1: looked like fun. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it looks it's like,
0: fun. You get points for killing people. Yeah. It looked like what Duke Nukem wanted to be. Pretty much. It, yeah. It's, it's actually like taking that whole like, let's look at what video game culture is right now, and make kind of have fun with that kind of aesthetic and what's going on. And Duke Nukem forgot that's what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Bulletstorm, pick that torch up, and I think ran with it.
1: Yeah, I, I can't wait to get a little bit further into it.
0: So, no surprises, but yeah, movies, guys.
1: Movies, movies. We got a movie sign. Movie sign. Paul, let's do let's do going back and forth. Um, you, got, you ended in video games. You get to start. All right,
0: movies. I, I, you know we got the big names, and I think we're all gonna we're all excited for them. You know, the the Hobbit, Dark Knight Rises, Avengers. Uh, I'm going to go and just say a a movie that I I don't know if we've actually, you guys have heard about, Hmm. Bruce Willis, Looper. I have not heard of this. Looper. It sounds very interesting. It's on my list, too. It's not, it's, I have several movies on I have several, you know, I got (coughs) some. It it looks cool. It's about a, like, agent that has to go back in time and he actually fights with himself. It's a hitman. Hitman. Who they're dropping their bodies off so nobody can find them in the past, and in the past turns out that hype man. he's going to have to. He finds his future self in the past, mm-hmm. so he's going to try to stop him self from being whacked. And sounds pretty cool. And sent. I, have, I haven't um, heard of this before. Joseph Gordon um, Gordon Levitt. Um, there's a couple other big names in it. I um, I'm blanking on those because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't top yeah. of my list, but was was on my it, list. It looks so interesting and so much fun, and it's like that surprise movie. Oh. Um, you love the Brothers Bloom. It's by the yes. same, it's by the same director and writer. Exactly. Really? That um, is probably why I really wrote this down. Brothers Bloom guys doing this movie, time travel, Bruce Willis being a hitman. Is it Bruce Willis? Yeah, it's Bruce Willis. I'm pretty darn sure oh, right. it's Bruce Willis. Um, uh, well, no, I know Bruce Willis is in it, but I do not know if he was the hitman. I, I, yeah, I think so.
1: Who else would Yeah, hit? if you have Bruce Willis in a movie, of course he's going to be playing the hitman. <laughs> Come
0: on, He <laughs> could be playing a different bad guy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, this is the movie that I'm most looking forward to, actually. I, I don't know, like, the theater is such a, like... Monster to me right now for whatever reason. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go see it in the theater. I'd rather just wait until it comes out so I can sit at home and watch it. Mm -hmm. But man, this this one quite a bit of a draw. Avengers is coming out like on my birthday or (laughs) the day before my (laughs) birthday. So of course I'm going to have Kate take me to go see it for my birthday. So that's like.
1: I'm going to go see it and
0: that's what you what happened with Thor was right yeah. by your birthday yeah. yeah I got to see Thor because yeah it came out two days before my birthday and I'm like yeah let's you know because that's what I have to do it's <laughs> one of the perks of being married guys
1: yay yay as somebody I just, I just go see movies whenever I want that's the perk yeah, of being I get, single
0: <laughs> I don't like going you know like the theater is is just such a like kind of a hassle such an old man you don't like, like, you don't like going downtown either yeah I don't you're the youngest one of us too, <laughs> but I'm the oldest one in so many budgets. <laughs> <hundreds. laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, yes, you didn't get to talk about blooper at all. So go ahead and talk about uh, you, um, the movie you're looking forward to. My,
1: mine is definitely a bigger one. Um, we've talked about it a few times today and mm-hmm. in past episodes, but um, The Hobbit, yeah. Part One: Unexpected Journey. Um. I have been looking forward to Every this movie. Every bit of movie was expected. I know. I've been looking forward to this movie ever since I walked out of fin- like the very first showing of Return of the King. Like, um, Man, on, I hope they do this Hobbit movie.
0: On Trilogy Tuesday, by the yes, way. Yes.
1: I went to Trilogy Tuesday, which was a New Line-sanctioned event. Um, it was at 12, 12 or 13 theaters across uh, North America, where they had the extended edition of... Fellowship, extended mm-hmm. edition of two towers, and then Return of the King play all in a row, mm-hmm. um with an hour intermission in between. So you could get up, go. It was well, the
0: that's only down
1: It was the only time I've ever been in a movie theater and they welcomed you to go out and bring outside food in. Wow. Because people you were spending I think it was like eleven hours in yeah. the movie theater mm-hmm. in one day. Um and actually kind of as a cool little bonus. Um, while everyone else showing of Return of the King started at midnight, the Trilogy Tuesday one started at 11 o'clock, so you got it an hour early. And I got a cool little um, desk ornament, it's basically like a paperweight, that has a piece of film from each movie, that which they're cool. all like one of a kind because they just cut up a print and none of the scenes are repeated. So, um, I my mom is a Tolkien nerd, she got me into Lord of the Rings. Got me into The Hobbit. That's what I'm most looking forward to this year. Um, I miss December movies. Harry Potter, Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings, they all used to come out right during that Christmas Mm -hmm. time. And that was the big draw for me to go to the movie theaters. It's changed. Now it's all about summer and nothing too major comes out at Christmas. Well,
0: definitely Hollow Pirate 1 came out the previous Christmas, 2010.
1: But it's... I need more. Yeah, I need yeah. more, and I, I agree. This is this is delivering, and I cannot. You wait. got two years, two Christmases. I know it's it's like sucking breakfast. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be so good.
0: Eleven Uh and, Yeah, I'm... you know, like like you, I kind of looked outside those comic book movies because we're, yeah. be we're gonna be talking about them. Gonna be talking about Dark Knight Rises. Come on, something that I thought what might get overlooked, and um, it has Bruce Willis in it. Is Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, okay. which is, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, you thought I was going to say G.I. Joe. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. For a second, I guess not. you Because <laughs> you're such a big fan of G.I. Joe. I do, I, I do think What that, did you guys walk into that movie I, I,
1: expecting? I'm I sorry. Know, listen,
0: I'll tell this. I do fear. think I'm going to go see that fucking movie in the theater, too.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll probably go with you just to have something to do and talk about. <laughs>
0: Um but Moonrise Kingdom is the new Wes Anderson movie.
1: Oh, yes. I am oh, I, uh, I'm I have been out of touch cuz I didn't know he was doing another movie. It's
0: his first live action since um The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um Which was not live action. It was not live action.
1: Darjeeling limited.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. The... Um, and it's oh, it's his first movie since The Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. Um and it's about two Two lovers who leave lo- leave New England, and nobody knows where they went and there's a search party kind of after them um Bill Murray of course in it <laughs> and um I don't know about you guys, but mm-hmm. i love i love wes anderson yeah. i i've I have criterion collection of I think two of his movies um Rushmore, Rushmore Royal Ten of moms I kind of kick myself i don't know why i don't have. Um, Steve Zuzu. Mm-hmm. But anytime I'm in that mood, I I, I rent it and then I watch it like three times before I return it. So I kind of get my fill of it. Um,
1: I, I love that movie. I just wish they had more time to like dwell on all those other characters, or he just hadn't Focus put so, so many much in. I'm Bill Murray. No, no, you gotta you no. focus on Bill Murray. The,
0: the, the, the Bill character is great in that
1: movie. Um, no, I, I love Wes Anderson. It's just he's fun genius. Yes, I mean I I especially love his framing. Like everything's always very balanced in his shots, and it just I I love it. It, it dazzles the like the OCD in me.
0: It it does, and it always has so many different textures and colors and feeling. You yeah. know, it it just it it is. It's great. And and the looks and he usually his brother does like a lot of the art direction and yeah. everything, and it is it's I, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan so I can't wait for this movie. I, I and even the Fantastic Mr. Fox know mm-hmm. I, I think I'm getting the title wrong. No, but that's it. A, that's is it? it? Yeah. Um, like I saw I I rented that and I really really liked it and yeah. I thought like people like knock him and everything but I thought it was fun that they actually went to different locations. They just weren't in a sound studio, but, like, when they needed to have an echoey sound, they were, all the actors were in a tunnel around a microphone doing their lines. Like, I thought that was a fun idea to do Mm -hmm. with it, you know? It's not just, they did the artwork, and these guys just came into a booth and and, and rattled off lines. I'm a fan of them, his. Even Bottle Rocket. Bada, Bada was so fun. much fun Future Man Future Man <laughs> Great character names Great characters And I uh, can't wait to see what this is I hope it stays in that Wes
1: Anderson world With topsy-turvy characters I, I think it will Because I mean Fantastic Mr. Fox Was an adaptation You know yeah. I mean I, I still haven't seen that one And that's because of it It's like I've never read the book Um I do want to see it though, but just it's not high up on the list of priorities. It's
0: got that fun. It's got that fun Wes Anderson feel.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, do we want to go around one more time for movies, or we're almost done? Yeah, we yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, another guilty pleasure for me: American Pie.
1: Oh, you know what? Yeah.
0: Uh, American Pie reunion is going to happen, and for whatever reason, I'm really kind of excited for this movie. Uh, I'm definitely not going to see it in the theater, but. Man, when it hits like Netflix or I can rent it, it's going to be one of those ones that I rent. See. Uh, I got married the same year, or basically the year after American Wedding came out. And Kate and I, all we watched those movies all together, or together. Uh, I didn't see any of them during high school when those were coming out, but <laughs> you know, afterwards, I you know, I saw. I think I saw American Wedding first, and then went back and saw the other ones. And I really enjoy it. And this looks like these people are coming back and actually aren't going to be the kind of the same characters. These guys are going to be older and coming back to realize that you're not that same high school person anymore. And I think it might be really interesting and might be a little dark comedy, which I kind of really want out of this movie. Or it could just be the same and then I'd be like, you know what? I had fun back in the day with this, and it's still kind of fun now. They, those are they are fun movies. I think I, I've I have not watched any of the directed DVDs. I saw the first Art- two. I never oh, saw no, any I don't, of the I, other I ones. I don't yeah. think those those don't even don't count. count. Okay. Um, the only thing that counts is like Eugene Levy got paid to be in all <laughs> for some reason. Um, like, was... I think the first one and maybe the second one I saw in the theater.
2: Hmm.
0: No, I saw only saw the first one in the theater. The other ones were like DVD. Um, but yeah, I mean they're always they're always fun. I mean, I think they do that, you know that R rated comedy well, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's 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 always a fun. <laughs> those are always fun. That's a drive-in movie, Paul. Yeah, you I love drive-in. Yeah, if it's at the drive-in, I'll definitely go see it. Um, and also, hey, Tara Reid's still alive. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: she could be on somebody's Deadpool list. <laughs> 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 she might be. Um, you. I'm gonna. Go, okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. This is a movie I did not hear anything about until I actually went to see Sherlock Holmes. Um, Johnny, you're looking at me, I'm waiting to. I'm, okay. I,
0: I'm on the edge of my seat. Wow,
1: you should probably move a little bit forward, then. You liar, sitting back. Um, and it's Jack the Giant Killer. Um, and what struck me really about this is the fact that I'm a fan of the Fables comic book, and in Fables, like Jack's kind of ostracized from their community, and he goes off on his own. And becomes, like, a multi-picture producer and does the Jack of Fables stories, uh-huh. with one of them being Jack the Giant Killer. So I was like, holy crap, Jack's a real guy. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, this is a Brian Singer movie. Huh. Um,
0: Which is a comic book kind of fan guy doing... A, it is. It is Inception level it's, craziness. It's Larry's swimming humor. in
1: that meta. But um, as soon as I saw that, like, I went with... Uh, one of my friends Janet and she was like really man I was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> because like it's i mean I've never actually read the real like Jack and the Beanstalk story mm-hmm. but it's supposed to just be it's a it's an epic tale you know yeah. it's this kid Jack and he does awesome things and i'm looking forward to seeing this movie
0: like selling his family cow for beans
1: it's a it's a big um movie year
0: for movies like that, because you also have like Hansel and Gretel, Witch, yeah, hunters. Witch hunters, you know, you, and there's a there's a couple other movies in that realm. But yeah, Jack Jack the Giant Hunter does look it looks uh, fun. It's definitely something to check out. Yeah, um, I have there's kind of like two that are on my list, and the one is um, Cabin in the Woods. That one, uh, I I. It's been on my radar because of Joss Whedon being uh-huh. one of the writers on it. I just watched the trailer this afternoon, and this movie looks epic. It looks huge. It looks was epic. that on your list? Because I was reading your mind. It was. But it's not the one I'm going to pick. Oh.
1: The one I'm glad I'm gonna, we mentioned it. The one I'm going to no, pick. No, it's the one I'm looking forward to, too, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it looks so... Oh, you're sitting closer to me. That's where I... You probably gonna get, get a beer <laughs> with my effects. mind reading... Chris, uh, you know when I drink, I can read minds.
1: I I know that. I, I didn't know that. Uh, Maybe I just knew it because I'm so nice to Paul. <laughs> can you read minds too when you drink? No, <laughs> I can read minds Paul drinks.
0: <laughs> Pictures for next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, um, the movie I'm looking forward to is the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Django Unchained. Um... Huge, huge Quentin Tarantino fan, and him doing a western with an incredibly big size cast, and can I, can I just ask, what Quentin Tarantino movie isn't a western? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Show me the western in that. I'm pretty sure if I was clear of mind, <laughs> I could pull out how that is a little western. Uh, aside from John, John uh, Travolta wearing cowboy boots, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. It's a heist movie. It's a classic western. Where is Where is the actual heist in the movie? I don't know. You, it's I not there. I can not seen it. it. i Quentin Tarantino <laughs> uh, movies, so too graphic. <laughs> the, the heist isn't in the movie at all. Jackie Brown. I didn't see that movie okay. But those, you know, with... Then Quinter- how can you throw it up? What, what quintessential movie is it? If it's a Western. Well, that's one I'm asking. Uh, uh, what, uh, it seems like he's so death, inspired... That's proof. The just, only thing that has a, It seems like he's so inspired by the Western genre and the spaghetti Western specifically. He is... With, you know, putting them as music interludes, you know. he He's a... Those I would music say he is, and, he is a fan of those... He's a a fan of all genres and his movies have been all different genres. The closest thing to a Western is Kill Bill, Bill. and Kill Bill Volume Two, where he's really Western. The first one's more of the 'cause co- 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 I've seen. Alright. <laughs> uh, but this one is him being totally Western, you know, and it's it's really interesting of a ex slave. From Best Felt Dawn. Completely He wrote the he wrote that. He didn't direct it. But but he wrote it inspired by Western. Bandits. Escaping more, to Mexico. More, more about vampire. <laughs> okay. Um, but you have an ex-slave um, turned bounty hunter, and then going after the slave... Uh...
2: <laughs> well,
0: they going giving me big crazy eyes. Uh, <laughs> he's like, poor slave, turned bounty hunter, going after the slave owner. Owner. Okay. That uh either has killed his wife or has taken his wife. Yeah. Um you have um uh <laughs> giving me crazy eyes. I'm looking at Chris. <laughs> oh, you're handsome. <laughs> I know <laughs> uh, you have um This is what uh, the fans Chris, love Chris Waltz, um who, Paul. who played yeah. the um the Nazi from Inglorious Bastards in it, playing the bounty hunter mentor kind of role um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also in it. Jamie Foxx, um, yeah, I believe, is playing the Slave, who Quentin Tarantino actually wanted Will Smith to play that part. But he Will Smith said he'd never work with Quentin Tarantino. He actually said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever work with you either. Because he doesn't want to work with him because uh, he thinks Quentin Tarantino's racist. No, I'm not... That wasn't racist, that's what Will Smith says in every one of his movies. <laughs> Things just got real. <laughs> um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Carlton! Samuel L. Jackson and, and I believe Bruce Willis. Yes. Hmm. Bruce Willis, a lot of movies. <laughs> yes. More than James Franco. That motherfucker gets around. J- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt also. Yes, yeah, yeah. also a lot of movies. Um, which is really sad because Joseph Blood is going to die was- <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> in
1: 2000. Whoa! his career? No, but wouldn't
0: that be awesome? Wouldn't that be is awesome? He your, is he your, is no. it your pick? No, or- it's not my pick. Okay,
1: I thought that's where are we are going.
0: Are we doing our death pools now?
1: Just so threw that out there.
0: I, I want to go last because I've been writing my death pools. We, brain? Do, what, we, we usually do two, yeah, so-, so we'll do a round robin. You won, so. Go ahead. I, 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 no well, more backsies for you, sir. Because your backseats are the things that win. I mean, I have.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have nothing on my list. I need to too. pick someone on the fly. <laughs> I know. I have too. an epi
0: spot. I've been, I got four. I got four. Okay, go ahead. And I don't think anyone's, anyone's uh I'm gonna go Randy Quaid. Whoa. Uh, Randy Quaid. The last two years gone incredibly insane. uh Bankrupt and was squatting in a house.
1: With him and his oh, wife, right? Him and his yeah. wife,
0: and they're mumbling and they're crazy. He could die this year. No, I think
1: he's more likely to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means. Especially his
0: wife. Uh, I have to go Charlie Sheen, because come on. No, he's not on the tris- top of this game. That yeah, true tris- thing that's going to run into... Come on, he's the easy pick. He is the easy pick for 2012 for an OD. Yeah. That, that guy is not going to rehab... No, but, no. No. Uh, I think that guy is just like his constitution is there. He's drugs aren't gonna do him do him no. in. It's gonna be somebody else, like drugs always do people in. I, I don't think this guy. I don't he's got tiger blood. He's built up a tolerance <laughs> That's what up, that means. Yeah, but that the, the guy's
1: will. two favorite things, drug and porn. <laughs> Which, Paul, imagine living your life day to day, fueled by drugs and porn. <laughs> what stops you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs>
0: Your career just—you get kicked off a show, and your you career get, you get more still gets like is up there. You have T-shirts about you, you now, and also Halloween things. Yeah, but come on, he is the easy pick. He is—he is the goner for 2012. I think I think Vegas would give me really bad odds on this. I yeah. think it's going like I would actually have to pay Vegas to make this bet. I don't know. I, I like. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't see him dying this year because he was a thought, and I was like, no,
1: he's never gonna die. End of the world. It's gonna be cockroaches, Charlie Sheen, and the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. Reference Thank there. you. Good. <laughs> um, John Lithgow. I don't know. Let's yes. just oh, it, pick off the top of my mind. I don't know. It's so gonna be something weird. weird. Like he's gonna choke on a chicken finger or something. That I don't know. Old. He's not that old, though. I mean... Yeah. No, he's not. I mean, he's our father's age. I don't know. Like I, just, like I said, I have no one written down on my list. He just jumped in my head.
0: Uh, I'm going to go... This is a tough one. I'm going to go Jerry Lewis. Ooh. Jerry Lewis, the actor? Yes. <laughs> hey, they but didn't He's ha- the just- vice president, right? Back to the Future reference.
1: Oh Ronald yes, Ronald Reagan. Ronald yeah, Reagan. Reagan. he
0: was his vice president. They did, they didn't have him Jerry do Lewis. uh, Jerry it? Lewis's kids this year mm-hmm. or last year, and I I think it's downhill for Jerry. Wow, hmm. Down. downhill
1: that's for Jerry. that's really
0: sad. <laughs> um, I you know watching Dick Clark's New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, <laughs> what did I just type in? <laughs> um, <laughs> He's man, I gonna, he's gonna go Ed McMahon. He's gonna go Ed man!
0: He's dead. <laughs> I have to go Dick Clark. Um, sorry, dude, <laughs> but you want any of those? I'm picking up
1: strong no, vibes. Okay.
0: I'm picking up strong vibes. No, I Dick Clark's... I I don't I don't know. Seriously, I, he's, I, I, I think he's probably. The healthiest he can be because... He's uh, half robot. He's half robot. But just for the fact that, I mean, he's probably doing so much work with getting over his stroke, you know?
1: I don't know. I I don't think Ryan Seacrest will let him die. No,
0: no. I think Robert Seacrest is secretly draining his blood oh, to take... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. I thought you were talking about Ryan, Ryan Seacrest's father. Like out of you into my son. Out of you into my son. Live forever, golden child. Exactly. Ryan Seacrest is basically draining the that. Remember how everybody used to say Dick Clark? He never looks older. Well, it was Ryan Seacrest well, Dick, needs that. Dick, Dick Clark, the something teenager, the immortal teenager. I don't know. I, don't know. I it's have some, no idea some what stupid you're about. Some and stupid. if we're talking about half robots, Robert Ebert is Ebert Hebert is half robot. This guy's like had cancer like nine times. <laughs> he doesn't have a mouth anymore. No, he's now got <laughs> robot voice. He is robot!
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is robot! Wait, wait. Everyone, mark this episode to draw your favorite pictures of Paul in 2012. <laughs> Paul is saying he is robot. Uh, not only that,
0: uh old man Seacrest <laughs> pulling the blood out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Robert Robert Seacrest. Have you met my son, Ryan? (laughs) You're not a fan of the NFL playoffs. After this episode, there's nothing that will make you a fan of the NFL playoffs. Because they made me drink before (laughs) this episode. We still have another
1: beer to drink. I drank it. I sipped it. Do you want to do my pick and yes, then Yes, we'll your go? pick and then the right. beer. Well, Dick Clark respect. is a good pick because, seriously, as you were talking, I was looking him up just to make sure he wasn't already dead. <laughs> because I didn't no, I didn't watch the New Year's Eve thing this year. That's how I know if he's a rotter now. You're going to pick Dick Tracy because it was number two, I thought. Oh, no, Warren baby Close.
0: <laughs> no. Wait, Heaven dude. can wait. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, um, what an obscure movie of his. The <laughs> John The <laughs> um, movie of his. Um...
1: Top of my head, who am I gonna go with? Who am I gonna go with? Uh, I really can't think of anybody. Hulk Hogan again? Oh, I picked him last no, year. Yeah.
2: And, and, and I I followers.
1: Followers. John no, John Cena. No, John Cena what. I'm not gonna look at. Oh, Larry King would be a good pick, but I say to that no. Um, <laughs> Which, guys, if we wanna pick a death
0: poll. Um, Abraham <laughs> Lincoln? He's be dead, John. <laughs> what? The Bugle, did you hear that? No. Got cancelled. Really? Yeah, and also Dignation's now done. Uh there's a lot of podcasts that I used to listen to that are just ending in twenty twelve and it's kinda sad. <laughs> Let's suck their blood out. <laughs> yeah. Get their fans. <laughs> if we could get just one tenth of their fans, we'd be oh, really we'd be successful. Set. I know. But did you John Cena? Uh I heard this on the Beagle. His because apparently they killed uh, Osama bin Laden during an a WWF match and he's the one that came out during the match to say that
1: Osama Bin Laden
0: was killed. Really? <laughs> and just hearing what he said is hilarious. I need
1: to I need to hear yes. this. I don't watch wrestling at all. I haven't... Years and years and years, so... That mm-hmm. might be look, uh, worth looking up. It but, is, um, are we gonna... Are, is, do we need to pick a wrestler? It is, is that something that so I, like I want to do an impression I, of? I, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think we have to pick a wrestler now, every year. <laughs> I, I always do. <laughs> but you
0: didn't! I know, not this year. That's why I'm... <laughs> Oh, that's prisoners. what I'm Chris.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I, and the year before that,
0: producer Scott did. Yeah. So I picked one the year
1: after that. I huh? I, I will pick a wrestler then. I'm gonna go. Um, Jerry King Lawler. Ooh, Debbie, he'd be a good one. I, I'm gonna say the Iron Sheik though.
0: Iron Sheik is yes. We saw him at a convention.
1: Jerry <laughs> so the trapper. King Lawler there too. <laughs> He's yeah, what's not Sheik is good.
0: He's yeah. He's he's got a drug problem. He's always drunk. He's crazy, man. Iron Sheik. Oh, so drugs can do in the Iron Sheik, but he can't do in Charles Sheen. Char- no. Oh. Well, good thing we have a beer bet on the <laughs> on the line here for the death pool. Is there? I thought it was just crowing rights. Oh, okay, good, because we lost last year, so I'm cool with... I have, no, I have
1: no problem drinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's... If
1: that's a problem. <laughs> mm, it's
0: not a problem. Because <laughs> you're with two friends that also like drinking. So, uh, Speaking about drinking,
1: do you want to get this one out of the way? Yeah, let's get yeah,
0: this beer out of the way. Uh, we have another one from um, the Kaime Brewing Company, and it's a porter rye
1: ale. mm mm-hmm. um, this one I get a little bit more of the rye on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially it's after a while on your tongue you get you get it. It it doesn't have that smokiness that I associate with a border. But though.
1: it has that teriyaki, like yeah. the syrupiness to
0: it. Yeah. It does have a little bit of the syrupiness. The rye is on the middle of the palate, yeah. it definitely seems. Uh, I'm doing this from memory since I drank all of mine already. No, it's fine. And um yeah, it just isn't as, it doesn't make me smile like the last one did. Yeah. It doesn't have that different, like, oh, this is new taste to me.
1: John has a point.
0: Uh, this was the the porter was bottled on August 13th, 2010.
1: Wow, wow. Oh, really?
0: Oh. And July 10th for the Golden Rye. Like oh, 2010? 2010. Wow. wow. Um, I mean, they're they're bottled conditioned, so they're meant to sit there for a sit while. for a while and ferment in there. Um, but I would even say that this might be a little past its prime because mm-hmm. you don't get the kind of the bubbles to it. It's really. It is a little flat. Drinking down, just a little flat. Yeah. Cause, and when I poured it, did you guys see that yeah. giant head that I had on? Yeah. on? So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Mm. I don't know. I, I did like the uh, golden rye though.
0: Yeah. Golden rye was. It was different. It was just something new. I, I would
1: definitely have that again, but like I said, not. Not a full bottle.
0: No, I. If it was like in a goblet, maybe.
1: Yeah. But
0: yeah, definitely not. You know, it's full at, um on the on the bottle here for this one. It says um you to get notes um, roast malts and notes and notes that will fill the mouth with a punchy finish. And I do have that kind of like yeah, bah kind of on my tongue, kind of. Yes.
1: I can see that or taste it. I should say. Yeah. But it's comic book time.
0: Are we starting off with our comic book character Deathpool? Yeah, oh, we
1: just wrapped up the regular Deathpool. to a comic book one. Are we doing two characters for this one too, or one?
0: What do we do? One. One. Because I, I one. think it's it's hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to go with a mercy killing, and it's a mercy killing in my eyes, and that's Mister Terrific. Like, he they got to do something with that character, and hopefully they kill him off in the DCNU DC, DC and you proper, and then bring him back into. Uh, the Earth 2 kind of thing that they're going to do with JLA. Hmm. Because right now, that book is just awful. It was really... it's bad. I was reading it for the first storyline and just hoping, and it just never got better. Eric Wallace, feel shame. Um, don't feel shame, I'm sorry. But it, was, <laughs> it was a book not for me. And it, It's not how you would... Want or expect Mr. Terrific to be written. The third smartest guy in the world? Write him as the third smartest guy in the world. Don't just tell me every three pages that he is. Yes. The character, the villain of Brainwave is just bad. It's just a bad idea. It's just not good. Interesting. Yep. Mercy kill Mr. Terrific.
1: Chris? Um, I went with a Marvel character. Because they haven't died in recent memory, uh-huh. um, I went with Rogue.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to go Marvel too, but man, there's so many people to kill, and Rogue never hit my mind.
1: She's like she's appearing in um, X Men Legacy, which I'm mm-hmm. not reading, but I mean she's a character who's been around forever. She's been depowered. I guess she's okay now.
0: Well, yeah, she lost like well, she had all the. Uh, memories of everybody, like, take over her body and fight for possession, and then she lost everybody's power, you know, the Miss Marvel powers, basically, and then she could only absorb, you know, one power at a time again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I Rogue is that timestamp character, though, so I don't think that they could kill her, you know? What is that? Because, you know, X-Men fans, like, when they try to date everything, they use Rogue as the barometer. Like, Rogue was this age once she joined the X-Men, and then, you know, now she's this age, so therefore, this all happened between... I, I think that's X-Men. all the
1: more reason to kill her off, because then you can get rid of that and be like, well, mm-hmm. no, we're only...
0: Yeah. that's also All true. this
1: stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, like, I, I like her as a character, but... Yeah. I don't know, She like, when I was trying to think of something, I was just like, Rogue's still around.
0: Now, does... Now, if Rogue dies, let's say in a similar way that uh, Cable died, does that count as a death? Because, you know, he disappeared in that X-Men, what Extinction, what was it, Messiah-Con plot was, but then now he just turned up again in Extinction. It's difficult. He's all over the place, because he's going to be fighting, like, Red Hulk soon. Exactly. He's fighting everybody in the and, and universe. And Lovin McGinnis' run.
1: It's difficult because, you know, comic book deaths, when you read them now, you're just think like, okay, well, there is a way to get out of this. Oh, always. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, like, Winter Soldier, back with his own series. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything, everything's kind of topsy-turvy, you know? Does no. the Winter Soldier death count as a death? Like, what counts in a death in this does, death
1: bowl? Does a human torch death count as a death?
0: Yeah, because he didn't technically exactly. die. They just kind of...
1: Yeah. Marvel well, that way. Do like, we do... It's like the assumption of death.
0: Yeah. No. And uh, here's here's my pick. Um, one of the picks I was going to go like with Paul just to be able to end a series, which mm-hmm. was the Green Arrow series, which wasn't yeah. doing too well. But, Mercy. Mercy killings. But <laughs> here's one that this person... This person needs to be alive in the X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. And I was a little upset that the fuckers went with Rogue because I was like, ah! and this person needs to be at the Xavier school and it's Jubilee. She needs to be killed as the vampire to come back as Jubilee. Mm. Mm. That's a good pick. Yeah. So uh, if you have predictions, please send them in to contact at bagnamboardcast.com. And uh, let's get right into our comic book things. What what comic book are you most looking forward to? Uh, series coming out? What breakout <laughs> character do you think that there is going to be, John? I think. Are uh, we going the, for I, breakout character or look, book we're looking forward to? Because you just said both in one sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so think, I thought, because I think that's what we said before. We we're looking for both breakout character or and. Uh, Yeah, book we're looking forward to. And book we're looking forward to? Yeah. All in one? Yes. No, No, not all in one. Two separate separate things. I'm I'm letting you pick which one you want to do. Okay. Because I didn't want to tie you into a No pictures. No pictures. Okay. i wooed. This character, he's been around. He's getting his ongoing series, mm -hmm. and that's going to be Batman from Batman Beyond Unlimited starting... (laughs) <laughs> in this, from Batman Beyond Unlimited? It's the title that he's gonna be in oh. is Batman Beyond Unlimited. And it's Batman Terry Guinness. Terry Guinness. Um looking I it, forward to or breakout break character. because I, yeah. I think he's really gonna hit big. They have a it seems like they have a lot of plans for the series. It's mm-hmm. just gonna propel
1: him up into I, I really enjoyed that miniseries that came out um, last year. Like, it was exactly really well done. Um, <clears throat> and that was a book that I was picking up. Like, so this, I think this is a good pick. And, and people always want more Terry McGinnis. And I think
0: it's just been build-up, build-up, build-up. And it seems like they got a lot of stuff going on that this book's going to be big.
1: Cinellar McGowan.
0: Uh, for break that Character, because that's what we're doing, I'm going to have to go small and go with the album. Uh, Look at what DC's been doing. They've been propping up everybody other than the big three from the big set, you know uh, Green Lantern the flash and they tried with you know Countdown to bring him into the spotlight, you know, where was Ray Palmer and you know the death of Ryan Choi and He's that missing factor, you know, they got the Savage Hawkman out as a series and they haven't done anything with the Adam character yet in the new DCU, and I think he's going to have a big book. Um, I think well, the small. Look to the smallest man. To have he's the in Frankenstein, Agent of Shield. Huh? Or Agent of Shade? I did not know that. <laughs> did you not read the book? I read that first issue, but was he in he's, that? Yes. Oh, he is. He created the base that they're in. That's in the micro universe. Oh. I think there's going to be a lot of. I think I. I I think there's going to be a lot of fun play Uh that Jeff Lemire is going to do between the government appointed official to Shade, which Mm -hmm. is Ray Palmer, in that Shade universe. So he Uh might break out of that book. I hope he does. I think think you're going to see maybe a fun buddy between him and Frankenstein, scientist and monster. Hmm. That's what I kind of got out of it and I'm looking forward to. I completely forgot that. That's where he was. Cause I'm it's wondering. hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely hard to see. He didn't make a breakout appearance in that, in that book. He Yeah, he's the one who brought them all the technology that they were using. Oh. And he's the government-appointed official to keep everything running smooth, make sure they're using their ta- tax dollars wisely. Then I'm going to have to go with the old GSA. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeff, James <laughs> Robinson is finally going to get a book that uh, people like because <laughs> The Shade so far is not that book. And uh, the JSA is going to, you know, get some spotlight again coming up, you know, because honestly, it's been a floundering series uh, since Jeff Johns left it. And I think that who Jeff Johns started with was with James Robinson. And he's the guy to bring that book back. You know who I'd love to see write JSA? Who? Brian, Meltzler, Brian Metzler. Yes. I think he would do a good job. Oh, man. Brian Metzler coming back and doing Brad. any... Brad. Brad. Sorry. It's okay. Brian Singer. Brian Metzler. Brad Metzler <laughs> coming back and doing any comic book work would be great.
1: Yeah, that would be very good. Like, that would just be the he, push.
0: He used to do every other year one book, one comic book series. One book, one comic book run. Now he's, you know, doing his... Heroes for my son or the you know for my years. isn't it heroes. for my daughter? Yeah, he did both. Heroes for my son and heroes for my daughter. I'm not sure if that's the exact title. Sure, I hear here very touching and very emotional and very nice and everything. But
1: dude, come back and do some
0: comics for me buddy.
1: He's a comic book guy. He loves comic books. Write some stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: He was a um big figurehead when it came to saving the uh the Schuster house. Yeah. Yes. Like comic he book. was a big uh driving force behind People like raising the money to keep it around. Like he, it's like yeah. no. Like,
0: now he's doing the show on History Channel. Dakota, is that still on? Which was really bad. It got a second season. I didn't even realize that was on. Every time which he, all he did was he was like the talking head of it. And he was he in Charlie to the Angels. Looked like he was bouncing a basketball.
1: He gesticulates. Mm-hmm. He's got excited hey. hands. Hey like, Paul,
0: Chris, what what character are you looking
1: forward to breaking out in two thousand? Um. It's this. Is a, group.
0: Because I just made the change. Paul, just, Paul just
1: did it. <laughs> um, honestly, this is a character that I never really cared for before, but then over the past year, just with everything that's gone on with him, and he's back now in a new book. Um, Jason Todd. Yeah. I think you're gonna see a lot more stuff from him. Um, within the next couple issues, they're actually gonna start going over how Red Hood and the Outlaws got together. Huh. Um, I think that's going to be a cool story, and I'm hoping to see a little bit more focus on him in the uh, coming year as kind of like the dark horse of the Batman family because he he was he was a Robin, and I'm looking forward to seeing like what actually happened in this d c n e with him.
0: I hope he wasn't Superboy punched back into existence. You know, I hope Talia. You know, before he was buried, Talia found him or something like that. Like yeah. the whole idea of him being. Basically, Superboy punched into back into existence was really lame.
1: For what they had to have happen, it I can look past that. Yeah. I mean, the Superboy punch gets a lot of crap, but it deservedly
0: I so, I believe. Come on, man. But how
1: Everyone do you is... how do you rewrite continuity? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, no matter what you do, it's going to kind of come off like, oh, they're just doing this yeah. to uh-huh. it, Superboy. I don't know. I don't mind him punching a hole in continuity
0: all right well uh what are you looking forward to which is the big book and i think we both agree uh, do you both have the same book? book here yeah i, I think so it's bkb right no actually what okay, no i did that good all good. right good, <laughs> good. awesome I'll,
1: I'll leave that one to you but i am really looking forward to that yeah i'm um, like
0: oh how can you not it, it seems like an interesting I, I just, I just interesting. ordered
1: the first issue the other day when I filled out my previews. Really? Yeah. Um, when is it coming um, out? March? March. It'll be March, yeah. Wow. Yep. Look, looking forward to it. Uh, but I actually went with Batman. Um, we talked yes. about it briefly before um, recording. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder is just knocking it out of the park on Batman, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this book goes. You it, can
0: honestly say this book proves that all Batman books are not equal. <laughs> the Batman book is not just a Batman book, right?
1: It is not. It is more than a Batman book because it's a Batman book. <laughs> I don't ask you if that makes sense. I was just trying to say something. I'm say holding
0: it. my head so it does not explode. Um, You've had much to drink, sir.
1: I, I'm just. Like, I'll
0: read my mind. By the way,
1: as we talk, <laughs> say that to me. That's not very nice. Um, say you're kissable. It's not very nice (laughs) Um, I'm dropping Batman and Robin I I enjoy the book But it just isn't as good As Batman I mean I know that's Kind of saying like Well Burger King hamburger Isn't as good as A Red Robin hamburger They're both really good But you're getting Different quality meats here Five guys I I haven't Sorry five guys I I thought it was overhyped maybe
0: or, I'll try guys. it again.
1: It was a good burger, but I don't think it was good. like the best thing I've ever mm-hmm. had. I
0: would, t- I would take a Five Guys over a Red Robin. Just
1: have to go to Red wow. Robin. That's just me. Mm-hmm. We might have to uh, go to Five Guys again so I can have
0: it.
1: Mm-hmm. I would pie. have to try it. Mm-hmm. I've never tried it. Oh, wish to. Do. It's too, it's a good. to do Five Guys trip.
0: podcast five trip. Five Guys run um, that
1: episode. <laughs> but Batman, I, I'm loving this book. Scott Snyder gets what writing a Batman book is. A lot like um, Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka did. Like, I get the same kind of feeling from that. Like, they're just telling those street-level stories, and it works. Well, well you started, started, started talking about I BKB. To, I
0: am so surprised that Chris did not do no, I mean, Brian K. Vaughn saga. I am looking uh, forward to it. Coming out from Image. It is... All uh, you need to know is Brian K. Vaughn writing comic books again. Just how we were talking about Brad Meltzer. You should come back and write comics. Brian... Uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn like yeah this is his first comic book work since what tri- oh, what was it? The, um, the Lions stuff right? No, well, no he was he doing actually Ex Machina it, um, Ex Machina but I think he had that written and finished kind of before it all kind of got released yeah I don't know Um, but yeah I, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be about all I know is there's like antlers and horns on people it's, 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 it's sci-fi. definitely sci-fi it, fantasy kind of stuff it's, it it doesn't matter. It's Brian law From what I read, they had a little brief bit in the previews mm-hmm. uh, magazine, and it seems kind of like kind of mutants or kind of like the moral mm-hmm. kind of, of mutants um, have a baby, and the story seems to be told from the baby's point of view, of or the grown up mm-hmm. child of mm-hmm. the baby of her parents in this world with her. Mm-hmm. It seems very interesting. It's baby. Behavior- what. I mean, it's, it's called Saga, right? Yeah, Saga. Uh
1: Brian K Vaughn on Art, Val Staples on or no, I'm sorry, Brian K Vaughn writing, Val Staples on Art. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Paul has got a text bad. message. Did Paul get text messaging and that tell us? <laughs> no, I
0: did not get text messaging. Uh but apparently this came from Twitter and I got mentioned, so it broke through somehow, and hopefully I don't get charged for that. It's probably an email then. Yeah. yeah. No, it it came from Ed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Paul is text messaging! No! He's been lying to us for years! Honestly, if I had text messaging... But I'm at home. home. I I would have... I I would know.
0: (laughs) Triple layer Godiva dream cheesecake. At Twitter, on my list, CCC. Uh, Begging board... At four zero four, yeah, that's the uh, yeah, Twitter, that's Twitter text. So, yeah. uh, I it has got to I, be email, Paul, because I just got one from Ed on my email.
1: Did bit. say you were mentioned in uh because yeah. this is an actual.
0: Yeah, it popped up via text text message because
1: before I had a smartphone, if I wanted to post something on Twitter, I could just text it to four zero four zero four, and it would pop up on my Twitter feed.
0: So yeah, I got begging board at JTWW fifty five like McGowan. Mm-hmm. but my plan actually has blocked text messaging, so hopefully I'm not charged. Yeah, But if we found a loophole, guys, just Twitter message me to send me a text message. I shouldn't put that over the airwaves. Yeah, because... because, T-Mobile listens. (laughs) T-Mobile will not... If they figure it out and block it, and I still don't get charged for it, then fine. Like, I shouldn't be charged for it. You shouldn't be. Because I don't pay for it.
1: You, You don't. Sam, what's the... Book that you would be paying for
0: Uh, in 2012, though. You know what? It's... Thank you. I probably wouldn't have picked this book if we hadn't read American Vampire, and I really dug Stephen King's work on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's getting together with his son, Joe Hill, um, through IDW and doing a book called Road Rage, which... Joe Hill's doing Lock and Key, correct? Yes. For IDW. For IDW. And it's his son, Mm -hmm. Stephen King's son... Um, and they're doing Road Rage, which is their version of the um, short story in the movie Duel, which is one of Spielberg's first movies. Mm. Um, and it's about these, kind of these three biker gang members who are being hunted down and chased by a lunatic in a semi. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But um, I think it's, it's, uh, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think it's it's fun. I really enjoyed Stephen King writing that. And the fact that he's together with his son working on a story, mm-hmm. I it just seems pretty fun. Like, it's going to be something to check out. Yeah. Definitely. Will you check that? I will. I ordered it, dude. Awesome. Okay, uh... Crazy predictions. We wrote that down, right? Like, we did write that
1: down. I didn't actually write down anything. Um, uh, I have it. a bunch. You want to start? Get, a, get the ball uh, rolling.
0: For video games, because uh, I think uh, DLC bundles, uh, come, you know, when you buy the game, that they're going to be offered more and more bundles for the DLC coming up, kind of like the season passes have been. Uh, also with Batman, you've noticed, like, the stores were selling you basically the you know uh, appearance packs for Batman. Uh, each store was offering a different DLC bundle. You know, Robin or, you know, do you have this costume unlocked at each store? I think the video game producers are going to be offering those things even more so. I think more season pass- passes are going to be offered for more games. Not just map packs for the 1st uh, third-person shooters or first-person shooters. Or the, like, the arenas yeah. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. Because, I mean, they're trying to get people to buy new games versus and keep them yeah. which is probably the more, more so than just buying it new it's buying it new and then keeping it for the next six months to wait until all those DLC packs come out because you just paid for all those DLC packs so instead of just spending the $60 for a game you just spent 90 but supposedly you're going to be getting four different DLC packs coming out throughout well, the whole year I don't know year. if I want to pay 90 for a game
1: but if you okay. buy DLC you effectively yeah. are yeah
0: and instead of just but buying I... it for fifty or sixty, and then trading it in two months later for in getting twenty back, so instead of buying it for thirty and not getting any DLC, you're buying it for ninety. See, that's the trick. That's what they're trying to do. It might not be great for consumers, but maybe you're getting a little deal on the DLC instead of it. All, oh, no. all the DLC costing you ten bucks now, it's costing you eight bucks per DLC pack. See, I wouldn't want to pay. I wouldn't want to pay. That money up front, right? That's the big thing. Like, I mean, I thought I was going to absolutely but, love the game Rage,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I paid I paid the sixty bucks for it. I beat it and I traded in right away. And if there was DLC content for it, I probably might have checked it out mm-hmm. if it came with the game. But if I had to pay extra for it or pay for it, I I well, would
1: I wouldn't. But like, here, here's the thing, okay. though: if you go to buy that DLC, like if you love that game. And they started coming out with the DLC, they're going to charge you more for it if $15. you buy it as they release it, mm-hmm. instead of buying it all up front. Because that's exactly yep. what they're, they're, like they are do with Gears of War.
0: They're hoping that their they're PR and their, you know, that whole psych, that, you know... No, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just get, saying that I think, I mean, I think it definitely mm-hmm. should be an option. Yeah. It's going to be, I think there's more and more games will come out with that option. And I don't know if it will really help out the consumer. You know, the, the I don't think it's going to help you out, or me out really, because we're going to because I think we're more savvy than just being like, man, I can't wait for this game, can't wait for this game. There's going to be one or two each year and it's going to be really depressing when it doesn't work out for us, because you're not going to be able to trade that game back in, well, that DLC pack code back in. You, know? you can't trade back in at DLC, you know, that season pass. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, is like, with you, Mm -hmm. Mass Effect 3, 3, if they come out of season pass, and I'm like, oh man, I am going to buy all those DLC packs, I know I am. But if Mass Effect 3 sucks, not only am I out that, you know, $60 from buying it, or $75, season passes are going to be the new collector's editions. You know, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's going to make you pay more upfront for a game that you know you're, you, you, that the, you think you're going to love. Than, than and the normal and Like I said, like for me, it would be Borderlands 2. Because <laughs> I've bought all the, yeah. i yeah. bought them all. But I have bought, I bought two of them when they were on, on sale, sale through Xbox. Yeah. And like, that's the reason I picked them up. And I've bought a bunch of DLC for both Dragon Age and yeah. also Mass Effect. When the EA sales. EA sales. Like, Instead of the 1,200 Microsoft points when they were 800 Microsoft points. No. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that would be a game that I would pick up that, that bit. Because I know I, I still play the first one, you know? So instead of waiting for a sale, would you buy all that stuff up front and, save, and, and get that same discount? I, Week before Borderlands
1: 2 comes out. I will not be but, surprised. Like, they they announce, like, hey... Buy the season pass for thirty bucks. It's gonna give you four DLC packs that if you were to buy on their own are gonna be fifteen each. Would you do it?
0: Which is saving up fifteen dollars.
1: The only the only thing the only
0: reason why I think I would would be because I probably already put most of the money down for the game. <laughs> and that's what I would look at as alright, it's just another thirty bucks for me then. <laughs> Versus slapping down almost a hundred dollars on a video game, it just to me it just, it it just throws those flags up like that is money I could use for something else. Yeah, but, but yeah, but then you look at the long run of well, you're gonna spend that money anyway. Was not an Ocarina of time like ninety dollars when it first came out? I don't know. I didn't. And have... some of the RPGs, like when yeah. I know, like, like um, Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star Four was yeah. like seventy-five to eighty dollars. Back then, Sega Genesis, yeah, like Sega Genesis, yeah, yeah, was Sega Genesis was like eighty dollars when it first was released, and that was at the end of the Sega Genesis life cycle too. That was like when thirty two X has already been out. Like, I think it's a smart thing for them to do, but I don't know. Like, I like thirty dollars. Just, I mean, you are getting a lot, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I probably, I probably would for Borderlands. Most games, though, I would probably just say, hey. If I, I'm yeah, gonna edit, if I it. like it, down the road, I'll pick up those Thanks. things. But I think it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard press, I think, for those it's, people who the really The video game industry games. looking for a way to do the same thing the book industry does. is hardcover edition versus softcover. Yeah. If you want it right now, you have to pay us more and get the hardcover. If you wait, you know, six months, eh, you can get it in the softcover. cover. has like 20 bucks less.
1: I think you're going to see video game stuff. Hey, my prediction. Um, doing a lot more stuff, kind of like what BioWare does, where if you buy the game, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to give you this extra character yeah, quest line first. for them. You're, you're going to get the Stone Prisoner for yeah. buying Dragon Age New. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy that later, it'll be available, like, you know, maybe a month or for two after bucks. for 10 bucks.
0: Well, that was the EA 10 yeah. uh, thing that they started in 2010, actually. I, I think you'll was... get
1: a lot more companies, that yeah, because that's what... Um, Warner Brothers in Rocksteady did with Batman. With the like, Catwoman. It came with the Catwoman code. Like if you bought that game new, put that code and you get the extra Catwoman stuff. If you go to buy that game pre-owned or get it from, you know, Redbox, Gamefly, you don't have that. You're gonna have to pay that ten dollars to to get the Catwoman stuff. Yeah. Which was cool. I'm I'm glad I picked that up, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I think everyone's gonna have something like that.
0: I thought we were only doing comic book predictions. No, that's fine. I was doing just predictions.
1: I, th- I just threw it out there. For I it. have a it's comic not... book prediction.
0: Well, it's here, Paul. Uh, Marvel will actually shake up uh, more of their comic book lines to be more in line, especially the Avengers. I think the Avengers is going to get new shake up. I think we're going to get a new Avengers number one to be more in line with the uh movies movie line now are
1: you gonna say this is happening right after the x-men versus avengers or more like summertime when i think
0: it's going to be free comic book day okay like right as the avengers is coming out right it's all those yeah and and that might be exactly right after avengers versus x-men wraps up
1: yeah i I don't know how long that's going for Mm -hmm. like the first issue stuff just got solicited
0: Mm -hmm. so well x-men extension just happened you know so I would not doubt it. I, uh, I I would think that's what's going to be happening. I think there's going to be a new Avengers number one. Not new Avengers number one, but Avengers, or the Avengers number one. Uh, I think DC is going to have the books that are making it stay in... The current continuity, which some of them, mm-hmm. the Batman u- universe, the Green Lantern, still kind of in that old uh-huh. continuity, but those books that aren't working are going to fold back into the old timeline, and you're going to see everything set back that way. Books like, that can be in both, um, Demon Night, mm-hmm. Animal Man, Resurrection Man, mm-hmm. All books that don't fit in a big change, but were kind of launched during that. Sticking around, but like Firestorm, those books... Going back to the D.C.U. inside of the D.C.N.U. Yeah. Exactly. I think probably towards the end of the year... That lady in pink in the trench coat thing, pink coat, is going to show up and reset it. Yeah, I think I think it was a plan to begin with to see what things hit and what things okay. don't, and then keep things here, keep things there. I mean why else if you're going to do that shake up green lantern no 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 we got a lot of time and effort into that that's staying batman mm-hmm. universe staying yeah those new those new things are going to stay i mean i i i think red hood that's going to stay in a good change and mm-hmm. they're going to keep it like that that yeah. new story i i just think that's that's what's going to happen. I think that was the plan to begin with. Shake things up, see what sticks, keep it, mm-hmm. bring it back. It made all the year, heroes younger again. It reset that kind of timeline, and that's all they needed to do. No. So make those other books that don't really you know, keep, we don't care about their timelines. Go ahead. Action comics can still stick around. It's mm-hmm. you know they're retelling a, the origin story again with number five. Exactly. <sighs> Superman might fall back into the old kind of stuff. Who knows what they're gonna do, but I think some of those characters needed a fresh take, and some of them didn't. They're not gonna reset the Lois Lane marriage show with Superman. No, probably not. i gonna keep that separate. But I, I
1: think you might get like that alternate, like side story. Like that's something that they could tell on the pages of like a Man of Steel book or something like that. Yeah. No. Because people were upset about that.
0: I, I was. I was still still a lot of people are. <laughs> that's one of those things. I mean, it does because super like it doesn't make sense. Superman doesn't need like the love triangle. Who cares? He's Superman. He's not going to be sleeping around with other girls. You yeah. know, he's not that guy. Yeah. He's going to be pining for Lois, and that's going to basically be it. <laughs> like, and that's how interesting can that be? Okay, you can have Lana Lang show up, but honestly, honestly like no, he's going to be after Lois. Because yeah. that's his character, and then yeah, it's just not that interesting. Oh, I don't like you, Clark, but I like this man. that looks almost exactly like mm-hmm. you. It doesn't just make sense. Glasses. It makes Lois Lois Lane not knowing Clark Kent is Superman devalues Lois Lane. It makes her a weak character. It makes her weaker. Well, what was it? I mean, I I always love that moment. I think it's in like Frank Miller's like Dark Knight or whatever it is, where it's. Commissioner Gordon walking away from Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne going, He was a great detective. Of course, he always knew mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I was Batman, yeah. just like Perry White always knew Clark Kent was Superman. You know, mm-hmm. these people aren't stupid. Yeah. They're supposed, I mean, they're, they're smart in this side thing. They're not going to realize these things.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you, you come uh, up with any? I,
1: I think we're unfortunately going to see comic books get more expensive again. Wow, cool. I, Can't I, go I think it is. Um I, I think three fifty? I think we're gonna see three fifty for like your regular books, like your mm-hmm. your X Men books, your Green Lanterns. And then four dollars for, like for like the bigger stuff, like your your not event books, but mm-hmm. those like top tier. I don't know. I see that happening. I don't like it, but I think they're already testing the waters with Stuff like Justice League and Batman, where it's four ninety nine, but you get the book with the digital download code. I think that's going to be their new thing, where it's like, oh no, you're paying five bucks for all of our books, but look, you can download it for free combo pack exactly comic books.
0: Yeah, I just saw in previews. There's, I think, one of the new Spider Man books. Yeah,
2: Mm
0: three ninety nine, but you get the you get the pack. and I have like I have problems. Like, when I see that, I'm like, three ninety nine. dollars uh, You're going to get one out of me. If it's good, maybe then I'll pick up the next one, or I can just wait for trade. And, mm-hmm. like, trade, 14 to $18? I don't mind spending yeah. for a collection.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Cause... do you think trades are going to go up because of that? Possibly. I mean, who knows? All the money they're making with the digital stuff, though, could just kind of negate that, and they can still charge that 15 20 bucks 20 for a trade mm-hmm. because it's like, we made all this money with the digital stuff now
0: yeah. hmm. any predictions for movies guys um I think depending no, depending but... on how comic book movies do this summer I mean whether it's again gonna be if, if it's gonna be a hot another uh, still a hot topic mm-hmm. you know the, the movies have been I mean Captain America Thor did well they didn't do great yep 2011 was a down year for ticket sales. You know, and I think, uh, I, you know, other than, other than Captain Our uh, Avengers, Spider Man, and Night Dark Rises. Knight, what do we got? Uh, we have a Wolverine movie that can't get out of pre-production. It can't mm-hmm. even get a director, anyone to stick around yeah. except for Hugh Jackman. You know, it's at th- going to make it a musical. <laughs> You know, so I think it's going to be really hard and I think DC is going to be waiting to see how Man of Steel does. Uh-huh. And their plans on rebooting the Batman franchise to be more of a movie to fit in with a Justice League movie. Uh-huh. So, I think you got a lot of things up in the air. You know. You still have you have a Ghost Rider movie coming out too.
1: Yeah. That's Spirit of Vengeance. So, what's what's your
0: prediction other than uh it's all up in the air. I I think I I, I talked to you before the podcast, <laughs> sir, and if you steal my prediction I don't even remember what your prediction was, Paul. My, 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 my pretty some strong beers into this thing. <laughs> my, my prediction was that uh, D C Entertainment would have a shake up on their movie side. Uh either Jeff Johns or I'm forgetting her name. Like there would this, Diane Nelson Diane Nelson. Uh there would be a movement there. They would have somebody step down or they bring in somebody else to come in and really look at what they're doing because But they're not doing anything. Exactly. That's because the they're thing. not doing anything right but, now. But unless... I think it's I think it's just getting things getting things moving mm-hmm. because they're waiting on these other movies. I mean Dark Knight is almost his own entity. Yeah. You know they've given not only have they given Nolan his kind of his own his own ability to do what he wants, but he's the guy who's watching over these other yeah. franchises they're, like Superman. I'm almost thinking that a, they're gonna make him like, almost a partner, like, bring him on and make him, like, the head of these movies. And I don't think he'll want it. I don't know. Nolan won't want it at yeah. all. I, I think I think some of... I, I don't even know why he stepped onto the Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems out there, on, except for the fact that he's going to use that money to be able to do other projects that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, There's and There's going to be a press release saying that we want to make all our movies more like the Chris Nolan movies or they're going to have a you know somebody step down. And I think also I think DC is big time waiting for the Avengers movies either doing well or not well mm-hmm. and then trying to do their own take on that. Okay. But I think I think DC would be smart to just do independent movies. Mm-hmm. Superman on its own. Green Lantern on its own. Mm-hmm. Superman on, or Batman on its own. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman on her own which they have not been able to get going since two thousand eight when Josh yeah. Whedon was gonna write one. And whoops, no, I guess that ends up through. Chris, anything for movies?
1: Um I I really can't think of anything at all. I mean I'm not a big movie guy anymore. Gonna gonna say it's gonna
0: be another down year, or do you think it's gonna be up from two thousand eleven um, but not as good as two thousand ten?
1: I think if anything this year you're gonna see the smaller, kind of under-the-radar movies get a little bit more push because Mm -hmm. they're not being overhyped. I think something like Super 8 might do a little bit better. Like Looper now. Like Looper. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, like your big stuff, I mean, your Avengers, your Batmans, your Hobbits, those are going to do a killing, but I think movie viewers are getting a little bit smarter now. Mm -hmm. I think people are kind of getting run down, and they don't want to see the crap.
0: They don't want to see Wrath of the Titans. 3d the preview actually looks pretty good i didn't see the first one but i might be inclined to see the second one if i had a microphone i'd put my head on it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying have you seen the preview for it no it but... looks good right.
1: it looks good I don't know, i'm going have to watch it but
0: i like i am i was strictly against the first one mm-hmm. it looked horrible it looked stupid mm-hmm. this one actually looks pretty good i was surprised my only prediction for TV is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Legend of Cortara, got picked up for another fourteen episodes now. Yeah, it's going to be two seasons, and it's going to hopefully premiere in two thousand fall two thousand twelve, and it will be awesome.
1: They they have the intro for the show up on. Have you watched it? Yes. Paul <laughs> <laughs> <It's, well>, sounds <laughs> more excited now than he has like ever.
0: No, I sounded just as, as excited as I did when I first saw the first yes. that for the last Airbender movie. And I'm like, there's no way they can get it wrong. I'm like, they have them on the DVDs. He's such a fan. How can they screw this up? There's no way. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Man, did he see? There was the flying bison. They got the flying bison <laughs> opposite it. It's going to be alpha. Come on. And then he's like, why are they calling him Arng?" And then they just... All that excitement and they just have you checked out the Avatar comic books? No, I haven't because I can never remember to order them. But I will go this Wednesday and be like Don, order them for me. Because I think the The second second volume is comic trade. I have to uh, order the first volume. Because Chris didn't mention it, saying, hey, Paul, these are coming out. And then I kind of forgot about it. Okay. And I can't, I mean, I can't, if they don't, I can't I'm a tell... Wednesday shopper. Everybody knows that that listens to this podcast. I go in on Wednesday and pick up what's on the shelves on Wednesday. And Don, love them. But, man, that he would never order that book in a thousand years. No. Today. I had to order Strange Girl, the omnibus, from him. And that was backlogged because he wouldn't, you know, it's an image book. No. And unless he has an order for it, he's not going to order. Well, unless, or it piques his interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that he—if he feels like he can sell it to himself, then yeah, he'll pick it up. Yeah, which because, is good. Which is good because he doesn't just sell you junk; he sells you books that he mm-hmm. likes and he would pass on to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it, right? That's, that's all we got. Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. You, you guys no longer need to live it. Go ahead, and get in your cryo chamber. Chamber. Uh, just sleep until 2013. And then wake up and go, these motherfuckers don't know a thing! <laughs> uh, we'll do our look-back episode. <laughs> and then you listen to that, and see how it all lined up, and then, get to, because it's 2013, jump in your time machine, go back to 2012, if we were wrong, Make and it happen. live it. Make it happen. <laughs> and if we were right about everything, then um, you're fine. Are you trying you to say other here? people besides us have time machines? Well, in 2013, Wait. we all will have time machines. So,
1: so we're patenting I, that technology then. 2012. I have a hope something that it's not a prediction, but I really hope that they have David Tennant carry the Olympic torch for London for London because that happens in, in, an, episode, Who. in an episode of Doctor Who when like the torch is going yeah. through the town, like the Doctor runs it up. Like I want that to happen. I want that to be canon, <laughs> like real life. Yes, yeah, that would make me so happy. <laughs> It'd be like, no, the Doctor does exist.
0: I love how the Domino's spell of Paul, like, being a huge fan of Doctor Who, finally gets me to start watching him, and then just you. Yeah. And it's like a huge gap of years between all of us getting I know, into no, I've the always show. I've always wanted to watch you it. You realize that I this chance. David Tennant episode
1: you're talking about, I, like, watched years ago. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm saying, it's 2012 now. It's gonna happen.
0: There are time machines happening top of time <laughs> <laughs> machines right now for me. This is, like... Wow, wow, that episode, that, that <laughs> was still with your hats. <laughs> was that was still Rose? No, that was with... Uh, no, that was with that Martha. Was, that was with... Uh, no, that was with Martha. Martha, yeah, that was still with... Yeah. That was with Martha. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 that was like... Yeah, that was like one doctor ago. That was... Yeah, that was, that was a, a doctor ago. um, man. Yes. So what I'm saying is, welcome to 2009, Chris.
1: <laughs> hey, glad to be here.
0: England's like... Well, you guys are all shit, and, uh, welcome to 2009, right? Um, late.
1: let's yell at the BBC for not being able to put out, like, full seasons now, though. Yeah, and
0: also BBC for holding up, you know, Sherlock, sure. which just started air, uh, and we're still waiting on him over here. So, yeah,
1: thanks mm-hmm. for that. You're shit, BBC. I don't mean that.
0: All right, no, because you've done some seriously good TV. hmm I kind of want to check out that Fades, too. That looks good. I don't know. That sounds good. Because it's BBC and feeds. Kind of sounds cool. It sounds better than Spooks. It, it it actually seems like a more serious take on like the Reaper show. Mm-hmm. MI5 has such a cooler name than Spooks. Just have to say. Because i never really gotten the MI5. Oh, well, really? I thought it was okay. I've seen a couple episodes. But anyways, please check out the website, bagnaboard.com, where we have updated it all of uh, zero times since October. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to see... If, uh, I'm, I'm, we're yeah. we're going to put it on Facebook, those pictures. Yeah. I, I think we, we might actually sh- shut down the website like or move it back to Blogcast. Like, we're going to talk about it because yes. we have an internet department that was making a new pod- website, and we're sorry for not updating it. We thought we would have a new website. By now, and that's why we've been holding up on updates because the technical problems with you know getting it to the new website. Um, but check us out over at Facebook. Facebook is like the place to go to see all our posts. It's a place for anything, friends. Anything for us. Anything anytime a podcast is posted. Uh, any ideas? That's where it is. The pictures are going to be there uh, that we talked about this episode. Uh, that is board You know. Three words. Like us. Like us there. See it. Comment. Uh, follow us over at Twitter, because people do, at BegnaBoard. Email us. Definitely send us your emails for ideas, suggestions, hates, and loves. Contact at BegnaBoardcast.com. Follow me over at Twitter, because I never post there anyways. <laughs> McGowan Uh Send me a thing on the Xbox and see what I'm playing and realize, oh yeah, it is Mass Effect. You guys have anything? I got nothing. Just, just check our friends out over. Um, they're no longer Red Phone Zone. Um, I can't. I'm trying to look them up. Oh, the I, guys that are that were doing Red Phone Zone are still our friends. They and they they've but changed they to Confessions new... of a Movie Snob. Yeah, that's now are new. And they're more um, as we are the comic books. They are the movies. So mm-hmm. you really want to get what we used to have at the end. Um, check those guys out because they. They know their shit when it comes to yeah. movies. And if you're looking for a 2012 prediction, that will come true. Summer Bracket Buster. <laughs> Summer Bracket Movie Buster. Bracket Buster. That, that is going to happen backer again backer, backer, backer with the guys from the Red phones that are oh, all of part of the profession so the movies top, right? So, uh, and if you want to be part of it, guess what? Listener giveaway. You will be <laughs> able to- <laughs> to be part of that uh with a comment give leave us a review on itunes and uh i will between now and the summer before we actually start the the bracket buster i will pick one person at random to join us on the bracket buster you'll fill up your bracket and be part of the show that's a giveaway. way our fans become part of the show that's how the guy's over at um, the movie now stop. Confession of a Movie Snob. Aaron started out as a fan. We're all really good friends with him. We mm-hmm. talk to him all the time. So, hey, okay. there you go. Love us because <laughs> I don't love myself.